This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. On a Friday, it is January 20th, 2023. We have got a stacked, stacked show for you as always. NFL playoffs are straight ahead. Gonzaga, who hasn't earned the right to be called Gonzaga after losing to LMU. We've got the NBA. We've got the Utah Jazz on the verge of a blockbuster, or are they? Do you guys want John Collins? It's a pretty simple question. Do you want John Collins to be a Utah Jazz man? Because it seems like there's a lot of drama in the SLC about John Collins. See what I did there? That was it. Yeah, a, yeah, right, a, right, right. A Snoop Dogg. It, it, right. Okay. I, SLC you know, instead of LBC. We get it. It's we get my, it. Yeah. It's my best material. It's all right, I have to offer. Right. On the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates. You know why? Because they understand that when you get in a car accident... It is one of the worst days of your life. If your car's totaled, if heavens to Betsy, you are injured, you want the advocates by your side because they are going to fight to get you everything you deserve and it's not going to cost you anything out of pocket because you don't pay consultation fees, you don't pay retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At theadvocates.com, just click the chat button uh, and they're going to hook it up. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. How the heck are you? Good to be with you. Thank God it is Friday. We have got the Brooklyn Nets in town tonight to take on your Utah Jazz. No Kevin Durant, but also no John Collins yet. And I'm curious where you come down on this. Do you want John Collins on the Utah Jazz? Because the Jazz according to our NBA sources and team sources, were pretty close to a deal. They thought they had the framework of a deal done, and Atlanta does not want to include draft compensation. That is the sticking point in this deal. If you follow me on Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, you already know that the Jazz and the Hawks are talking, and they have been talking for what's going on a year at this point, about John Collins. The current sticking point is John Collins makes on average $25 million a year and Danny Ainge wants a first and a second round pick to offset that salary. Essentially, hey, I'm willing to pay John Collins that money, but in order for me to take that contract, I also want you to give me a first and a second and the Hawks have been hesitant to do that. They have the compensation to do that, but again, they don't want to give that up to make a trade. So here's the question. Who's the third team that makes that deal work? Well, again, I was told by NBA sources yesterday, the Phoenix Suns have shown a willingness to get back involved in this. As we told you earlier in this process, the Suns wanted to be a third team in this deal because they wanted to land Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. That kind of morphed into, hey, we'll send Malik Beasley to Atlanta. Atlanta will send Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Phoenix Suns as well as Jared Vanderbilt. 
The Utah Jazz will wind up with John Collins from Atlanta and Dario Saric from Phoenix. A first from Phoenix and a second from Atlanta. Jake, that makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it checks everyone's boxes. I mean, clearly Phoenix wants shooting uh, and athleticism in this deal. That's kind of what they're looking for by all accounts. And I look at I look at the John Collins situation in Atlanta, and it's not it's not a great one right now. You know, I, I think Atlanta has drama. I think the the Trey Young Dejounte Murray dynamic is is rather interesting right now. I mean, they they on the floor. It, it's fine like they play together fine but it just doesn't seem like they love being teammates or, or really have that that chemistry or cohesion you'd like to see in the locker room so to me I mean this trade makes a lot of sense by by all accounts I mean it, it checks Phoenix's boxes obviously it's going to go ahead and check Atlanta bo- Atlanta's boxes and for Danny we're just waiting on this draft compensation and and I understand why he wants draft compensation I get it I mean he wants ultimate flexibility and decision-making power and and that's how you attain that through draft picks and and through stockpiling so to me i think i i understand why danny's asking for it but i also think that you have to know the line you have to know the limit because to me you've got a lot of draft capital already and and let's say you know you are so stubborn that the deal doesn't happen just as an example i'm not saying that that's the case but if that were to happen if this deal were to fizzle out I'm not sure that also feels great either. I'm not so sure that I'm that committed to yet another draft pick where I wouldn't want to make a John Collins deal because I think that John Collins can turn into something pretty effective for this team. So maybe it comes down to what Danny thinks of John Collins at the end of the day. Yeah, and I I, I think the the difference for John Collins, and, and here's exactly why I like John a lot. He brings you a physical presence at the four that you clearly do not have. You do not have a power forward on this roster who can be your nightly power forward. You're really not even starting a power forward, if we're being honest. I mean, on a nightly basis, you're starting Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt. You're starting guys that that really are not typical fours in the NBA. John Collins brings you the ability to scale because you could see that there's development there, especially with the three-point shot. He brings you a frame that allows him to be a dominant rebounder. And I think you also see that you can develop him into a better, more willing and able defender, which is his biggest weakness, if we're being honest. He struggles to keep guys in front of him. But it's a a footwork issue, as it's been explained to me. And the Atlanta Hawks are not in a position where they are doing a high level of development of their young guys. And let's let's not make any mistakes. John Collins is young. I believe he's 25 years old. There's a lot of upside in that body on John Collins. That's why I like him so much. I like him so much as well is because Laurie Markkinen, John Collins, and Walker Kessler, those are a bunch of big bodies that are highly skilled. It allows you then to focus on, you know, your younger guys. It allows you to, to continue to fill in gaps. And when you go out into either free agency or you go out and make another trade, it means that you can focus on a dynamic wing to put into this lineup. And if you're able to do that, now you are really a contending team. But if you are not going to rebound, and this Jazz team has struggled to rebound effectively, John Collins checks that box. He can shoot the three. He's a matchup problem on the other end. Again, I understand his defense needs to improve, and it will. But he gives you positional flexibility. And if you're able to get another first-round pick in this coming draft, that's just a cherry on top of the Sunday, in my opinion. Jake, I think it makes all the sense in the world to go and get John Collins. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I also think your, your point about his age, I think, is my favorite point in the whole 
John Collins conversation because if this guy was closer to 30, let's say, like, let's say that John was like 28, 29, I really think that that would, that would make him unattractive at that point. But because he's 25, I think there's, there's a lot of development that can still take place. And that to me is what's exciting. I can already picture on the floor, you know, and, and I don't know if it's Mike Conley or whoever, you know, whoever the hell the point guard's going to be in the pick and roll situation for this team over the course of the next two years. But whoever that is, I can already see them playing pick and roll and getting the lob game going again and, and kind of creating that threat within their offense because it's not really a threat right now in their offense. You know, I, I, I look at that. I look at John's ability to run the floor, John's athleticism, John's energy, and those are the things that I like. But the things that I don't like are his lack of defensive ability. I mean, he can he can be physical with guys, but make no mistake about it, this guy is not some premier defender. I mean, th this guy has work to do defensively in his game and I do think that David Fisdale and company can get him to be a a good enough defender because that's always been the conversation right whether yeah. it's been John Collins DeAndre Ayton like any of these guys that you know we've talked to you about or mentioned the conversation's always been that these guys have been really good offensive players but defensively they struggle and the conversation is okay we don't need you to be a defensive player of the year I don't need you to be Rudy or Draymond or whoever you want to play to. Not at all. I just yeah. need you not to get beat one-on-one. -on -one. I need you not to be a liability on the defensive end. And if that can be the case and you can give me 20 and 10 every night or a little more than that, then you're good. You're good. This trade works. So that's why I say John, to me, is a good fit. Yeah, and I think when you look at the terms of John Collins' contract and you see, again, you look at, you know, this is from Spotrack.com. Um, you look at his age, he is in his 25-year-old season. You'd have him at 26, 27, and potentially 28 years old. He's owed just short of $80 million uh, left on the deal that he signed, a five-year, $125 million deal with Atlanta. Those numbers work very well, and if you're able to add a one and or a two yeah. uh, as part of that deal, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then you look at the deal... Um, you know, that we've talked a lot about and now the newest incarnation, according to NBA sources, this is what that deal would look like. Um, you know, the, the jazz and end up with John Collins, Dario Sarge, a first from Phoenix, a second from Atlanta, uh, Phoenix to get Bogdan Bogdanovich and Jared Vanderbilt and the Atlanta Hawks would end up with Malik Beasley, Talon Horton Tucker and Jay Crowder, who's out on an Island right now. This makes a lot of sense from a basketball perspective, in my opinion, and, Again, I, I go back to John and I go back to his contract and I just don't think it's that arduous, especially when you look at what this deal does for the for the Jazz. I think, one, it allows you to finish the year with an expiring contract of Dario Saric at the power forward and then you're locked in with John Collins. So it gives you time in non-leveraged games because let's be honest, whether the Jazz make the playoffs this year, I don't know that that's of consequence at all, frankly. But going forward the next two years, you really need your team to grow. You need your team to become competitive, and I think it does. And what's interesting is we've been talking about this, this deal, I don't know. I mean, certainly in the near term for well over a month, six weeks at this point, mm -hmm. this deal was alive in the, in the summer window last summer. Uh, we talked about this, and you look at, at guys like The Athletic with Shams um, reporting you know, essentially this same deal. Um, you know, that they're, that this is what the jazz are working on. This is what the jazz are after. Yeah. You know, Sham said the Utah jazz have been the most engaged team recently on a potential Collins trade. 
Uh, the Jazz have two pieces in Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt that could be of interest to the Hawks. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you look at what we've reported, I think the Jazz are, are as it was explained to me yesterday, I think the Jazz are very close to making this deal. Mm -hmm. And if the Suns step back in, and I think they will, and I would point out their new owner was in Phoenix last night yeah. at that game, his first game he was attending, you can see that the Phoenix Suns are ramping up the level of urgency. You can see that the Phoenix Suns know they have to make a deal. And it was great that they got Cam Johnson back last night. He looked fantastic. But you're still largely without Chris Paul and Devin Booker for the last month or so. You don't look great right now. You're struggling to win games because you're not getting consistent minutes and not getting consistent performances. And this Jay Crowder situation in Phoenix has got to come to a head. If you wind up getting rid of Jay Crowder and you can bring in guys like Jared Vanderbilt and Bogdan Bogdanovich, and I agree, Bogdan's making a lot of money, but that's a guy who solves a lot of your problems. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a guy who makes Devin Booker and Chris Paul better. That's a guy who a lot of teams are chasing right now, Thanks. and I think the Suns have the ability to trigger that deal. But I think this also comes down to James Jones and the Suns' willingness to give up a first-round pick. And they have not been willing to do that. And it's very interesting that the Phoenix Suns, who have all of their future draft capital, are not willing to give up a first-round pick to unload this Jay Crowder situation. I think that is such a mistake. You have a guy that's of value in this situation to Atlanta, and you have all of your draft capital it makes too much sense not to do that deal if you're the Phoenix Suns. And Jake, that's probably, frankly, the biggest reason why this deal wouldn't happen. Yeah. Is because it makes too much sense. It's too easy to say, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> too easy to rubber stamp this one, right? It fits too well. I, I think, you know, the only thing I, I say about Phoenix's unwillingness is Phoenix has built this team through the draft. I mean, you look yeah. at the the core the core of this team and, and, and yeah, it is. It is, you know, Devin Booker. It is. DeAndre Ayton, right? It is Cam Johnson, right? So like you have you have these pieces that you've you've really, you know, got through the draft, and I understand the unwillingness, but at the same time, I agree with you. Jay Crowder is a problem for this team. Jay, Jay Crowder is, is a is a wasted seat on the bus, if you will. He is he a is a ten million he, dollar wasted seat on yeah, the bus. Yeah, and I think the 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 tragedy in it is he helped you win a championship, or helped you not win a championship, but helped you make an NBA Finals appearance. And and now he's now he's just here, like yeah, all right, cool, not really wanting to play for you guys, like just sitting here waiting around. And yeah, other teams do want him. So to me, it's like yeah, you have plenty of draft capital if, if you're the Suns, like you have enough. I'm not saying you've got an over-the-top amount, but you have enough where, you know, including one of your first-rounders to get this deal done, to bring in some fresh blood into the locker room, like some new voices, some new personalities. You know, you know Book is coming back. A lot of people right now are surmising, you know, again, Rumorville in the NBA, right? But a lot of people feel like, okay, yeah, Book's been out, but what does that mean? He's been resting, right? The miles aren't on the legs, so maybe maybe this time out turns into, hey, Book carried the Suns into the playoffs and into a deep yeah. playoff run. But again, I don't believe a deep playoff run happens with this team unless you go and get a Bogdan Bogdanovich, unless you go and get well, talent. And you know, the thing is, you're playing a guy in Dario Saric. He's currently your starting power forward, and you're playing him eight minutes. <coughs> if you can flip that guy into an asset, 
and he ends up making the money work, why would you not do that? Which it, it just makes too much sense. And yeah. you look at how they play right now. They get Cam Johnson back last night. He gives you 19. You're going to get Devin Booker back here probably in 10 days. Yep. You know, that's 20 points a game. Chris Paul, if he's ever, I guess he's dealing with a hip now. He didn't play last night. And they still wind up beating a pretty frustrated Brooklyn Nets team. This trade makes too much sense. So, yeah. you know what? I, I look at this and and I, I think this deal will happen. If I had to put a percentage on it, I think it's probably 70-30 that the Jazz make this deal happen. Yeah. I think it's a matter of what is Danny Ainge asking for. And if he gets a first-round pick, I don't see how it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do not. I think if if you get if you get that first-round pick, I could see – listen, this is not an insignificant amount of money with, with John Collins. It truly is not. And as it was explained to me yesterday, they the Jazz want two picks to so that they have some more leverage because you're taking a, a big deal. You're taking almost $80 million back on your books – into the future. That's $80 million into the future that you're taking back. And it, I think he's got, you know, roughly, I think he's got like $11 million left in comp this year. Mm-hmm. Like you're, this is almost a hundred million dollar deal in one guy. I agree. You should get draft compensation back for that. And I don't, I just don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if you're going to have to include an extra player in that. I don't know if, if Phoenix is going to have to sweeten the deal a little bit. I, I truly don't know, but I believe that there there is a deal to be done. And in my my all my years covering this league, when there's a deal to be done that benefits everybody involved, that deal generally gets done. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I don't think the the conversation you know is is hey, does this deal make sense for everyone? It clearly makes sense for everyone. I, the conversation is just how much is Danny going to squeeze out of this out of this deal and yeah. i think that yes. I, I you know we've been talking all week about how you know there is some you know maybe intimidation's a little strong but there is some you know hesitation when you're doing business with Danny because of what he's done to the league i, I mean again you know i i need to remind you guys of what happened over the summer right where where the gobert deal happens the donnie deal happens and then the Kevin Durant the Kevin Durant deal did not happen because because the Nets wanted a Gobert size package or more for Kevin Durant. So when package, you know, yeah, package. So when when people are dealing with Danny Ainge, they're like, hey, we don't want to get fleeced or we don't want to we don't yeah. want to make a mistake here. It's almost like that walking on eggshells feeling where you're like, damn, dude, like, yeah, I'm looking at this thing on my whiteboard in my GM's office, and it looks good. It makes sense. We liked it. We like it from a money standpoint. You know, we need Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, we could, you know, Jared Vanderbilt can can do some nice things for us. Like, you know, like this deal makes sense. But there's just that little bit of anxiety or hesitation around what are we not seeing here? What are we missing? What is what is Danny going to get that we're not identifying that's going to come back and kick well, us in the bag in six months? Like, that to me is what the hesitation is. Yep, all of our NBA talk here on the Monty Show is presented by our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get that car washed. Got a little more snow on the roads this morning here in Utah. And no matter where you are, there's a Quick Quack Car Wash near you. All of our friends in Phoenix, yes, there's a Quick Quack Car Wash near you. Uh, they're just good people to do business with. I love that you don't have to deal with a computer. You get to actually, and I know it's crazy, deal with a human being. Uh-huh. And I like that as a guy who, who buys a membership every month from Quick Quack Car Wash, I roll up, they put my license plate into their little iPad, 
Hey, Monty, how are you? Here's your dashboard wipe. Thanks. Good. Thanks for coming. Good to see you. Like they're hey overly friendly. They're really professional. They dress nice. I just really like doing business with, with quick quack car wash because it's easy. And by the way, the other thing is there's nothing worse than sitting in a car wash line and it's half an hour before you even get up to the front. Mm -hmm. A quick quack car wash, it's five, maybe seven minutes. Even when there's a line, you're in and out of there quick at quick quack car wash. All right, let's get your thoughts on this talking Utah Jazz in this situation with John Collins. Again, if you're just getting up this morning, I see we got a bunch of people who just tuned into the show. Um, the very latest is the Jazz and the, the Hawks, um, as it was described to me, have had recent substantive conversations around John Collins. Um, and Atlanta is hesitant, and I, I understand why, to include their own first-round pick and John Collins. Um, but they are looking for a third team. Bo it, both are. And I am told that the Phoenix Suns are willing to get back involved in this deal. We told you about six weeks ago that the Suns had, you know, really wanted to make a trade in early January, but they could not get a deal done because they did not want to include a first-round pick, so they kind of moved on to other trades. Well, as you know by now, the Suns have not made another trade, and I think that's why they're willing to get back in here, and mm -hmm. it solves a lot of problems that the Suns have. Um, you know, I, I would, if I'm a Jazz fan, I would be excited about, I would be excited about John Collins, but... Let's see what you guys say as Jazz fans. What's up, Ryan P? First one in this morning. Good to see you, JP Shanahan. Uh, Darren Tibetz, what's up? Hey, guys. Yusuf, uh, he just wants to know if anybody drinks almond milk. Hmm. It's all we drink, Yusuf. Yeah, that's what I drink. I don't drink regular. I don't drink animal milk of any kind. Uh, I drink almond milk, unsweetened original, uh, to which Mark Hale says, what, you drink fake milk? Well, it's not actually fake milk. It's almond milk, sort of. Uh, Kurt Myers says, Mark, I'm with you on that. Okay. Okay. JP Shanahan says he drinks almond milk all the time. Yeah. How did we get into almond milk? That's crazy. Uh, James Knight, how the heck are you? James is a member of the show. Um, I'm at 20 minutes on the cold water plunge. Are you really? Why are you doing 20 minutes? That's cool. Good on you. What's up, KJ? Good to see you. James Jensen says, Mike Conley has been my favorite player since the rebuild. I wish him the best. Hey, man. I think Mike Conley's a guy that, and still I maintain uh, that the Clippers are his best option, but you're going to see this is a huge night in the NBA, by the way. Yeah. And I don't know how many people are paying attention to it. You should be watching the Dallas Mavericks right now because they have Miami in Dallas at 5.30 tonight. And Dallas is really frustrated. That's a team that is desperate to make a deal. I think Mike Conley takes a lot of the load off of Luka Doncic. It takes Luka off the ball, yeah, which I think is much better for Luka Doncic. So I think that's going to be very interesting to see. That Miami-Dallas game is absolutely one you should be keeping your eye on. And again, Knicks and Hawks tonight, that's also 5.30 in Atlanta. I'd absolutely be watching that game. Yes. And if you don't have league pass, you should have league pass. Yeah. You should get league pass. Yeah. But um, I'm telling you that, that, that those two games are big, big games for the Jazz. You've got to watch how those teams play. Um, I also think it's really interesting that Cam Reddish has been now linked to the Lakers. Is Cam Reddish a good move for the Lakers? 
It's, I, it's, not, it's not like some transformative move. It's You're not. You're just a guy. Like, with all due respect to Cam. You, like, you are just a guy. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, my God, the Lakers went and got Cam Reddish. But he is, okay. a, he is a very good... He is a very good defender. I did hear that, by the way. Uh, he is a very good defender. There is there's no question about that. Um, so what I would tell you is, hey, I think Cam Reddish to the LA Lakers makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because he gives them a good, def- uh, a, you know, a good defensive piece. And I, I think he just needs a change of scenery. He's that guy that needs a change of scenery. And I would almost say desperately, yeah. Cam Reddish needs a change of scenery. So, but Mike Conley, yeah, I like Mike Conley. I think he is, uh, I think he's that guy. Um, he is that, that dude that, um, huh. oh yeah, there you go. Uh, he is that guy, by the way, <laughs> you know, we're about to have a guest on the show and we need some help getting him in. Um, he is that guy that, in my opinion, you know, he, he is Cam Reddish is that guy that makes a team better. But Mike Conley's that guy that makes a contender a real contender and makes them a lot more serious of a contender. So I think when you're looking at that deal, absolutely. I think when you're talking about Mike Conley, I, there's no doubt in my mind anyway that if you put the if you put Mike Conley on the Clippers, if you put Mike Conley on the Dallas Mavericks, that's a that's a transformative kind of move. So I would tell you I would absolutely be looking at that, but yeah, I don't think you're wrong that Mike's been a Mike's been a very good um, Mike's been a very good Utah Jazz man. So I would tell you that absolutely he's a guy that you should be paying attention to. Uh, but there's a lot of guys you should be paying attention to. Yusuf, what's up with you? Good to see you. Steve Lopez says, "Morning, guys. Did my first cold plunge last night. What an experience! I'm telling you, we've talked a little bit about these cold plunges, and it's been it's yeah. been kind of." It's been kind of crazy. There you go. Casey Mills, the uh, director of marketing for the, the Maverick Center. Are you okay? It's pretty early for you. It's very early, and my youngest decided that she didn't want to sleep all night, of course. For the of course not. For a long time. So. Let's have you move that mic a little closer to you there, by the way. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so you join, us, uh, you join us this morning to talk about a bunch of events that are coming up at the Maverick Center. First of all, the first thing that I, that I would ask you is the building is way different now. Way, way different. We just finished a humongous project. We just in, finished installing almost 12 million pixels of new high-definition video board systems uh, displays inside the stadium. So that's 5,500 square feet of video display walls with a whole new... Uh, center hung over the ice and over the center of the the main marina there and wow it's just a completely different experience uh, coming to the arena yeah and it is you know it's one of those things that everybody's talked about for a lot of years like one of the things this building was lacking was that you know that big jumbotron and now that end unit i mean it is just you know the, the crazy thing is you guys had a really good gymnastics event last week absolutely we have best of utah and you know utah of course crushing it Uh, All the teams doing really, really well. And then we also had our inaugural Wasatch Classics where we invited a lot of teams from the Pac-12 and around the country to come and compete. And it was just an absolutely phenomenal event. And those video boards, man, they looked looked super Those ones on the end. Yeah, we have uh, four new nine-foot high, 40-foot wide boards on the end in addition to all the other boards that we put on. And we're putting even more boards up too. Wow, that's so crazy. It's going to get better and better and better. Yeah, and I think it's really made a difference for Grizzlies hockey, too. I mean, just the the way that it is, I don't know, it, it, it makes the building feel new. It makes the, and like there's this, new, I want to say, 
it's like a new era is that the terminology that comes to mind. It's like a new era in the building. Absolutely. It's completely a new era. And you know, we're just getting started. We're looking to always uh, improve and, and elevate the experience for our fans, for our customers, for hockey and every other event we have in this building. And, and we look forward to even more things coming your way. Yeah. Are we going to see you in the octagon tonight? Are you, are you ready to throw hands for the, <laughs> for the fierce night, fighting? I, I just might be grouchy enough to get in there. It probably would not be a very good idea, but, but yeah, we got fierce fighting championship tonight. Uh, doors open at five, starts at six. You know, come see some of the best fighters in the region. Just duke it out for, for that belt. And I think one of the cool things about fierce fighting, and I'm excited because today, actually, you're here today to talk about uh, WWE uh, going on sale. But one of the cool things about, like, fierce fighting is, like, you drape half the building. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's like this this intimate, really close. You're you're on top of the octagon as a fan. And there, I, I, we're famous in, in the, on this show for saying, Hey, there's not a bad seat in this building. No, yeah. not at all. Absolutely. And, you know, you're so close that you might want to be careful where you're sitting because those punches, you might get a little bit of uh, <laughs> residue flying your way with that kind of action. But, yeah, there's absolutely no bad seat in the house. And it's one of the best places you come to see some MMA. So before we talk about professional wrestling, dude, you guys do these shows. So monster trucks. And then there will be some um, Latino music and bull riding rodeo stuff yes absolutely. how does that happen in this building yeah so this building we can if you can think of it we can do it and we we tend to do it uh so with monster trucks coming up in a few weeks february 10th and 11th uh you know we have to put down tons and tons and dump trucks full of dirt to get those monster trucks enough uh grip and enough oomph to get jumping through the air <laughs> and when you put that much dirt down you hate to see it go to waste so what we have been doing is uh, we've been booking a, a fantastic show called a haripeo where just imagine a latin concert rodeo experience all smashed together mm -hmm. and that's what you get it's now, absolutely I'm, incredible i'm gonna need a repronunciation of the name with a little more roll of the tongue here <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. I like it. Absolutely. But it, it, the, the cool thing is like the, the, the crew that you guys have here, we watch this on a regular basis. We've done like time lapses and mm -hmm. watching them build this thing. When you say that it, it, if you can imagine it, we can do it. Think about the events that we're here to talk about today. So you, you have the, the, I'm going to count on you. The name of the event the, is Hari Pale. Yeah, it's a Hari Pale. It's called Wapengo Fest. Uh, there's okay. many, many bands coming into play on there. Uh, but yeah, so we've got, if you think about it, within the last few weeks, we had uh, a podium gymnastic event where we have one of only four podium setups in the entire country. And then we go from MMA, and then we go to hockey, and then we go to SLC Stars, and then we go back to hockey. And now we're going to have Monster Trucks, Haripeo, and then a little bit later in March, tickets going on sale yeah. today, WWE Road to WrestleMania. Wow. So cool. So that's a big event. That's Huge. an important event. Absolutely. And so when, when you say it goes on sale, so maverickcenter.com, like how do, how do people get tickets? Because... Frankly, the pandemic changed the way we ticket in this country for live events. Yeah, absolutely. We are a fully digital ticketed building uh, with Ticketmaster. We started that partnership partnership earlier this year. It's been fantastic for us, uh, fantastic for our guests, much smoother experience. Uh, so that is going on sale later today. So you guys are the first yes. ones to even Let's get go. on this. Let's go. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things, that, you know, when I really this year, I thought the event that really kicked off this building, and I know there's been a lot of great events, that Harry Styles concert mm. was really good. Yeah. The building was really good. The music was really good. Seeing all of the fans in the building, in the suites, like it just, I feel like that was a great, great event. And I thought like having a guy like Harry Styles here really kind of showcased the magnitude and the power of this building. And then, and I know people, you know, tend to get fanatic about WWE. Yes. But an event like that, that's not a small event. No, no. Like you guys are now hosting these huge events here at Maverick Center. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we you know, I, I we pride ourselves on having something for everyone. And so, you know, we went from having Lindsey Sterling to then right <laughs> after that, Snoop Dogg. So you can have yep. everything under the sun. We've got it at some point or another throughout the year. If you're looking for entertainment, if you're looking for a great show, we've got you. And by the way, you guys really, those events sell. Yes. Like Harry Styles was great. Joe Rogan oh, was to the rafters. Like that was a, there were fights for those tickets. Oh yeah, I couldn't get tickets to that show and I work here. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, Lindsay, we had to expand the building for what our footprint was. You know, Snoop was full. It was, yeah, we have, we do it right. And we're going to offer some incredible acts for you guys come to, to come and see. Yep. And we're always looking for the next big thing and the next thing to, to get you guys out and ha enjoy. So what's on sale today? I know you guys have a, today's a pretty important day for you guys. Yeah. So WWE goes on sale later today. Uh, also monster trucks. We have been on sale, but we're going to be introducing hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully my ticketing director won't kill me for this uh, <laughs> uh, sometime this weekend, early next week, maybe even today, if we're lucky, a special family four pack for monster trucks that gets you oh, wow. four tickets in the lower bowl. And with all of our tickets for monster trucks, all three shows, any ticket gets you a free pit pass where before the show, you can go down, see the trucks, meet the drivers and see just how humongous these things are. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really important things to mention is that you guys also monster trucks is a big, it's a big show, but it's also a big family show for you guys as well. Absolutely. So keep an eye out for this family four pack coming up 80 bucks for lower bowl tickets. Oh, wow. Free, free uh, you know, pit pass for any ticket that comes in the building and enjoy an absolutely incredible time. All-Star Monster Trucks puts on a crazy show every time. And it's year. three shows on that weekend, right? Yep, three shows. One show Friday, two shows on Saturday the 11th. An afternoon and an evening show, which, right. is, which is always great. And then what is a production like WWE coming in here? Because like? like I said, that's a big event. Um, and I think that speaks volumes about the, the prowess of this building, obviously. But what is a big event like that? Like how quickly does that sell? Because I would think that's going to go on sale today. There... We, there should be a sense of urgency to, to get online and get, get those tickets in your hands. Oh, absolutely. Once we hit the button for this thing to go <laughs> later today, you better get on it because it is going to go super, super quickly. Nice. Okay, so before we let you go, we've had a, a, a couple of interesting trends on this show lately. <laughs> so are you a cold shower, cold plunge guy? Have you ever done it? No. You should do it. Not the cold plunge, but... I will say at one point when I was much less dad body, I would take that cold shower and it did feel really nice after a good workout. But cold plunge, I, oh, I mean, maybe if you get something in here and we all, we all give this a try, get the timer going, see what we can do. I mean, I'm pretty down to try anything once. We've got guys on this show who are doing 20 minute cold plunges in 34 degree water. That's insane. I, I mean, 
what was the name of the MMA fighter who just uh, out of Russia? Who he, he was always just swimming in those frozen rivers, and that was just oh, like I know who you're. Yeah. I don't know the name, but I know who yeah. you're talking. Yes, that that's what I think of. Like, yes, hey, good for you. I'm just gonna pull my covers up a little higher. I'm good. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll watch you do it and give you a like on the YouTube. So you're you're so you're a new dad then. Like, what's your dad situation? Oh, so yeah, I've got two kids, six year old and a two year old. Oh, you got uh, a two year old. Yes, and I tell you what, I have more gray hair from the last two years. I love her to death, love her, love her, love her. But man, she is an absolute wrecking ball and <laughs> when we brought her to see gymnastics she's been doing nothing but somersaults and flips all over the house and so we've, have, we've got to get more padding around the place that's crazy all right well hey well so maverickcenter.com like what's the best way to get tickets to all these events yep maverickcenter.com that's gonna work that's gonna be your best place to find grizzlies concerts monster trucks mma you name it go to maverickcenter.com 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 <laughs> by the way how how quickly did the did the um, did the Spanish music rodeo show sell out last time? Last time we sold a lot within about three days, and we also had another uh, Latin show called Grupo Ferme that came here. That within three days it was sold out, gone, uh, gone. So we are bringing in fantastic uh, acts uh, for the Latino, com the Latinx community. Uh, so get on it it's on sale now we're going to be putting out a few more things over the next couple weeks so monster trucks aripeo and then i love it wrestle road to wrestlemania yes. road to wrestlemania <laughs> i love that you because i can't speak a lick of spanish but i love that you have like the tongue bending like rolling i've got it i'm i'm proud of you for that i'm proud of you for persevering a nightless a, a, a sleepless night I could, that's easy for me to say. I get up at 3.50 every day, man. Uh, but thanks for being here, man. Thanks for the thanks for the stuff, and uh, let's let's do it again soon. Good to see you, Casey. Perfect. Great to see you guys. I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Casey Mills, the director of marketing uh, for the Maverick Center, and I'm telling you, it, watch their website, maverickcenter.com, because what I'm telling you is it goes fast, and we've seen it firsthand in this building where uh, if you if you if you do not pay attention, you will not get tickets. You won't. Whether it's Joe Rogan, Harry Styles, you name it. The big shows that come here and WWE is going to yeah. do well. I mean, I yep. you look at the, we've, the few times we've talked about professional wrestling on this show. It's, uh, it's absolutely been uh, ridiculous. All right. So we have a lot going on on the show this morning. Um, I see all of you commenting. Thank you all for uh, being here. Good to see you, Case. Good. Thanks, uh, yeah, everybody, day, for man. being here. Uh, make sure you go ahead and hit the like button this morning. Obviously, the biggest stories in sports on this program on a daily basis. Um, very clearly, this jazz trade that we've been talking about this morning is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, we want your thoughts on that. Uh, jazz and Brooklyn tonight. By the way, the Jazz are six and a half tonight. Six and a half point favorites. Are you surprised yeah, by I that? Yeah, I mean, the Jazz have been getting some favorite numbers here, man. The last couple of games have been minus five, minus six, you know, minus four. Like, they've been getting some love. So, I, I mean... The Jazz are healthy, you know, for the most part. You know, they've, you know, you've got your boys back here. So I would, I, no, I guess I'm not. I mean, no Kevin Durant, you know, tough one in Phoenix last night for Brooklyn. Like, yep. you know, not surprised. Oh, I should have asked him about the cats. Good oh, point, dang. Giggity. Yeah. Does he know about the cats? Well, you know, um, we did not see the cats today. We did not see the cats today. 
Uh, but we'll hear them. I guarantee you before yeah. the show's over, they will. There uh, will be some crying and some moaning. There going will be on. some. There will be some kitty cat wails of procreation. Mm, yeah. Uh, happening because they're they're here. There is uh, there is no doubt about that that yeah. they are here. Uh, so get ready for that. So hey, in the comments, we'd love your thoughts on uh, the jazz. John Collins deal. Do you want John Collins? Uh, I'm a big fan of that. I am. <laughs> okay, you guys need to chill out in the comments about what we should be asking Casey. We're not asking Casey if he's team lean or team stand. That's not happening, Is that bro. in here? Oh, God. That's Alex Chacon, bro. are you going to ask if he's a lean gang? No, we're not. We're not. No, we're not. We dude. all know he's, he's a stand and squat guy. He's got class about him. So all the classy ones, you know. Uh, Mark Hale says, I only took a cold shower when I lived in American Samoa. It was so dang hot all the time. Yeah. I will say, and just on the cold shower, cold plunge thing, not for nothing. Yeah. I will say I slept like a baby last night. I was out. Yeah. And why is that? I took a cold shower yesterday morning, mm -hmm. had a good day to, was not until we got home and we were chilling, doing some work and I was sleeping there on the couch. There are just some days where you run out of gas, man. You get to three o'clock and you just, it's just, that's just it. But on the days where I do not take a cold shower, 11 a.m. is a really tough hour for me. Yeah. Like I am tired. Like yesterday I was wide awake all day, had great energy, went to bed last night read some emails real quick put the phone down out like a light yeah woke up at 253 i went to bed at like 847 or something like that mm -hmm. woke up at 253 uh because nighttime p guy wanted to talk to me real quick hey guys and then i went right back to sleep and i was up at 350 no problem yeah so it was uh it works let's see darren tibets this is my this is in my opinion going to be the largest contingent of trades in the history of the league during the course of a season. I think the NBA trade deadline is going to be bananas. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. hundred percent. I think no P bro. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it is absolutely going to be crazy. Uh, para P says Conley to the Clippers and Covington wall and a pick to Utah. I am not team Rocco. Uh, Rocco. Rocco. I'm not about that. No. I am. I think. I think one of the names to watch at the trade deadline is Kelly Olynyk, And I know that everybody has told me I'm crazy about this. Oh, he's Danny Ainge's boy. Let's settle this right now. I don't think that's the case. I think Walker Kessler has played Kelly Olynyk out of a job. Yeah. If we're being honest. And I think Kelly Olynyk brings value to a team like the Clippers who don't have depth behind Davidsa Zubats. And I think we saw that firsthand on Wednesday night. They don't have depth behind depth behind Zubats. Yeah, they just don't. And I think that's that's a guy that you should watch. But Robert Covington doesn't bring value to this team. And I think uh, you know Covington's a guy that the Clippers like in their rotation. Would they trade him? Absolutely, they'd trade him. But I don't believe in the again, just my opinion. I don't believe that the Jazz are interested at this time in Robert Covington. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but that trade doesn't make a lot of sense. Because bringing in a bringing in a Robert Covington, where are you going to play him? Is he going to spell a Laurie Markkinen? Well, you've got guys to spell Laurie Markkinen already. Yeah, you know, so it it, it just it's interesting. I would be, yeah, I'd be interesting. Jeff uh, Johnson says hashtag Team Lean. <laughs> uh, talking with Raphael podcast says Kabib. 
One of the greatest MMA fighters of all he's time. The, he's the guy who was swimming in the river, that Casey was referencing. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was Khabib. Yeah. It, and that's all over. You can see that stuff. It's all. It's nutty, dude. Troy Cushing says, morning, all my member casuals. What's up? Yeah, How what's are up, you? Members? Travis Bird's a member. What's up? Tanner Plummer's a member. The super soaker in the hizzy. How hey, are you? Troy Cushing says, is Phoenix happy with Aiton and willing to trade also? I think that Phoenix, quote, happy. I mean, I don't know what happy is the word I would use. I think the Phoenix Suns can't make that Aiton deal until the summer because it's just not feasible midseason. That's what I think. And, yeah, I would agree right now he is the guy carrying the mail for that team. And I think, by the way, Mikhail Bridges and, and Cam Johnson work really well together. Yeah. And I know that Cam's on a minutes restriction because he's – and for those of you who don't know, Cam Johnson um, from the Phoenix Suns back last night, he had a significant meniscus injury in his knee – and he's just done rehabbing that. So they're putting him on 16 to sixteen to 18 minutes a night for the next 10 games. Yeah. Usually that doesn't last. Usually, hey, 16, 18 minutes, how we feeling? How we feeling? Swelling? Okay, we'll give you a game off 16 minutes. But once he plays 16, 18 minutes and that knee's not a problem, they're going to bump him back up. Yeah. Because the problem you, is, you is he, was, he was really, really effective for them. And then he, and then he had the meniscus issues. So... That's what I'm saying. The Suns aren't out of it. You can't count the Suns out, I, but I also think they need to add talent. They do. And that's why this trade makes a lot of sense. I think, in my opinion, I think that if you look at what Cam Johnson brings to the Suns, he brings star power. He is a, he is a, a superstar player. And I think when you look at what he did last night, giving them 19 points in 22 minutes, two of six from three, but nine of nine from the line absolutely knocked down yeah nine of nine from the line he brings a lot of value to that team and when you look at his numbers before he got hurt he's putting up 19 16 29 you know like he is giving you big playoff numbers camp johnson's a stud yeah he's a sniper dude There's he no is doubt a stud about it, dude yeah and the thing that really uh, concerns you is like his age he's a young player coming off of a bigger injury yeah emotionally how does he handle a heavy load coming back to that team yeah he seems to be mature to me i mean yeah you know he's no he is uh you know he's no jason tatum right but he'll do yeah how about jason tatum last yeah. night? yeah hooping good god dude unbelievable mr preston a member says good morning boys happy friday let's go how are hey you what's up jared uh jared McQuet? he is a member jeremy severe you are a member uh, says this show has been nuts this week. Crazy noises, toilet jokes, cold plunges, cats <laughs> making love, and I think they talk sports, but when it's necessary, push the like button, you casual. <laughs> this show has had an interesting. I week. like it. I like it. They talk sports when it's necessary. Yeah, but we're at like 500 views. Let's go, boys. 29 likes, 500 views. Hit the like button if you haven't. All 134 of you. Uh, football 50 in two minutes. Um, but if, if a lot of you are just getting in, let me kind of reset um, this trade. That uh, sources tell us is it has a very good chance of being executed, and I would agree. I think that there is there is a a pretty high chance. I would put it at seventy percent. Some incarnation of a John Collins trade happens for the Jazz, and this is a pretty different trade than what we saw the last time around. But notice what it is. It's a lot more streamlined, and you have John Collins and Dario Sarge coming to the Jazz. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Jared Vanderbilt to the Suns. 
Beasley, THT, and Jay Crowder going to Atlanta. The Jazz would pick up a first from Phoenix and a second from Atlanta to make this deal happen. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And when you start looking at some of the ways that, that this thing is being put together, you really start to understand that teams like the Suns have to have a certain level of, of aggressiveness because when you look at this deal, the Suns right now are 10 and a half games out in the West. Now, what does that mean? They're a half game out of the, the seventh spot and a full game out of the sixth spot. Yeah. Nothing's lost in the West unless you are the San Antonio Spurs. But you look at where the Suns are, they're on the wrong end of the, of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And sure, without Book and without Chris Paul, and totally understand it. Now you get Cam Johnson back. Okay, well, those are three difference makers. Yeah. I think they know they have to improve the roster. And Bogdan Bogdanovich and Jared Vanderbilt are significantly better than what they have to run out there now. So, and by the way, one of the pieces you give up to get a Bogdan Bogdanovich isn't even with the team and Jay Crowder. Yeah. This trade makes a hell of a lot of sense. And that's why I th- I think I think Phoenix just doesn't have anywhere to go right now. Yeah. Phoenix does not have Phoenix does not have a home. And I don't know how you fix that without you know they don't have a they don't have a way to get better is the right way to say it. I'm struggling for words for yeah, whatever they don't, reason. They don't, they don't have, have a way to get better. You need fresh blood, man. You need fresh players in that group. But I think you need finality in the Jay Crowder situation. You need to close that. And to do that, you're going to have to give up a first-round pick. Why are you hanging on to that pick when your championship window is open right now? Yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Football, 50-10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Let's get vibing on the National Football League. The biggest stories in the NFL and college football every hour, 10 of the hour. Presented by our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. It's Friday night. What kind of Papa Murphy's Pizza are you getting? It's not a matter of, are you? Well, hell yeah, you are. You're getting Papa Murphy's. You are getting the marinara meatball, and you're yeah. going to use the promo code MATI25 to get it done. It'll save you 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Oh, by the way, Zach Wilson is not popular with his teammates. You don't say. Did you guys see this story? Zach Wilson, as you know, did not have a good season in any way, shape, or form. But then you start looking at this stuff about their one of their receivers yeah. going after Mike LaFleur. And you start hearing about the fact that multiple players went after Mike LaFleur and Zach Wilson when it was announced that Wilson would return as the starter after Mike White, a player they openly raved about, went down with a rib injury, head coach Robert Sala was reportedly working to ease tension in the locker room as players were, quote, increasingly frustrated with the lack of production from Zachy Poo. Yes. And then you hear about a player telling Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, to go F himself. You suck. Yeah. Dude. This is rough. Yes. And you just have to ask yourself, why are the the New York Jets going through this? I don't see how Zach Wilson can go back there because this is a bombshell expose out of the athletic. And again, 
Why are you not subscribing to The Athletic? I think it's if you're going to subscribe to an outlet, The Athletic is great. The Athletic's great. Yep. And if you subscribe to the New York Times, you also get The Athletic. I would absolutely encourage you to do it because you get stuff like this. You get Tony Jones inside the Jazz. You get stuff on Zachy Poo inside Quality. the Jets. And Quality. I don't see how the Jets can bring Zach Wilson back. Yeah, I just think that the biggest issue is Zach Wilson's attitude. I mean, it always has been and always will be. The entitled, I'm the best, even though I haven't done a damn thing in the league mentality is, yeah, is a problem. And, and I... I look at uh, Elijah Moore, who is the guy that said, go F yourself, you suck, you know, to LaFleur. Like, I, I look at that and I say, dude, like, I don't know. Like, Elijah Moore's situation started in an unrelated matter to Zach Wilson, and then it got exacerbated by Zach Wilson. Whoa, this is a family show. It's a PG-13 family show, right? Like, I, I look at this and I just say, dude, this is the Jets. It's bad culture on bad culture. This is why you don't win anything. And all those years with, you know, with all these different head coaches and Revis Island and we've, dude, every year the Jets have some kind of issue. So that's why I say I'm not surprised by this and I think you make a great point. How the hell are you going to bring Zach Wilson back into this locker room, dude? Like, let's just get on with it. Yeah, I, I don't think you can do that. Is Zach Wilson a bust? I'm curious. Uh, I think he is. I think Zach Wilson's a yeah, bust. I, mean, so I, I don't know. Has to be. I don't know how you regard him as any anything else. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who got opportunity, couldn't get the job done. Another guy who, admittedly, with all due respect to Mike White, isn't some stud, but comes in, has success to a pretty reasonable level with what he has to work with, gets hurt because they have a garbage offensive line, and Zachy Poo comes back in again after two weeks and can't do anything. Like... It's just that bad football teams are bad at footballing. Like, that's just how it's always been in the league and how it's always going to be. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't um, I, I don't know how you bring them back. I don't. Uh, Mark Hale says this show is the dysfunctional family show. That's right. That's right. You yeah, know. right. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, Zachy Poo never should have went there. How many quarterbacks can the Jets ruin? Right, but disagree. you can only you can only play where you're drafted in the NFL. And this is and why he, he needs a new place. But by the way, he's been terrible on the field. And off the field, one of the biggest mistakes he made was, hey, do you feel like your offense is hurting the defense? To which he said, no, no. And that pissed off his teammates. Because, yeah. uh, God, God, yeah, it is. Yeah, the Jets' defense, defense is pretty good. 70 snaps a game, you know, 80 snaps a game, that's a problem. Uh, M. Morris says, Breezy Hall changed the game. That's when the Diva wide receiver got upset. Well, he hurt his knee. So, I, I, I mean, they should be better. They should be better. Uh, let's see. Travis Bird says, I spent an hour of, with Zach yesterday. He's totally cool, Monty. Can I invite his mom to your birthday party? I need a date. Yes, yeah, you I mean, can. If you want to invite Lisa, we'd love to meet her. Yeah. Yes, you can. By tell her way, to bring Zachy Poo. By the way, why don't you tell her to bring her friends, too? Yeah, Jake's... Well, you're... Who knows? Anyway, the point is, Jake, you know, he, he's a MILF killer. Like, you know... You hang out in Draper a lot, don't you? Yeah, dude. All the time. The milfification of Utah? Right. Absolutely. Uh, Travis also says, uh, if this wasn't a family-friendly show, all the videos I could show with you. Okay. Okay. You're, it is interesting that Travis Bird, Big Daddy Magic, as he is referred to on this program. Uh, Big Daddy Magic 
didn't get me a picture with Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed in that. All these other superstars. You're perturbed. Where's Leo DiCaprio, Travis? Yeah. I, I, I'm counting on you, sir. Yeah. I am counting on you. That's what I'm saying. Uh, San Diego State says, hey, 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 say happy birthday to your favorite San Diego State Aztec. Well, all right, Coach Long. Happy birthday, Coach Long. Congratulations on making it another. Oh, did you mean you? Is it your birthday, San Diego State? Happy birthday, my guy. Appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for being a member of the program. Program. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, who also is a member, Zachy Poo loves mom's friends. Meow. Right. Right? Seriously. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's San Diego State's birthday. Let's yeah, go. Everybody let's go. List, wish our guy Glenn a happy birthday, yeah, man. On, dude. Let's go. Uh, Capazzo says, Jake made the point that Jets O-line sucks, which e- which equals crappy quarterbacks getting can't get rolling. But I want to make sure we're clear on this. I did make that point, but this is not to say that the offensive line is why Zach sucks. Zach sucks because he doesn't prepare and he thinks he's holier than thou. That's why Zach sucks. Now, again, the offensive line doesn't help him, but it would look a little different. Hey, Zach's making all these great throws. It it would look like Justin Fields in Chicago. He's making some throws here and there, but he's always on the run. That's what a decent quarterback with a bad line looks like. I agree. Zachy Poo looks like a bad quarterback with a bad line, which equals Mike Mike White is starting for you. I agree. Uh, We have to now at this juncture of the program. Right. Welcome in our newest member, Gavin Vega, has joined the program. What's up, Gavin Vega? Let's go, go, everybody. uh, Gavin, how long have you been listening, sir? I don't recognize your name. Gavin, good to see you. Appreciate you. Welcome to the program. His first uh, question is a member. I've heard about these exclusive clubs in college. When do I start getting hazed? Oh, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Whatever. Yeah, you're clearly new to the show. Okay, Gavin. Um, Gavin no, Gavin, seriously, though, seriously, genuinely. How long have you been listening to the show? Where, like, What's your story, man? Where did you find us? Like, What's your, what's your dealio? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you know. This is, this is like opening the cage on a hungry dog. Oh, wow. Okay. I picked up some subs here, huh? You do not. Oh, yeah. 95, 96 subscribers. Uh, my, uh, see, what happened was you do not ask people to haze you on this show. Um, because um, as as Tanner Plummer, also known as a super soaker, because he brought up soaking. <laughs> and Tanner, that was brave, man. I, I'm, I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. It's not what I would have done. That's not the way but I hey, would have handled my everyone business. Everyone has their own unique role to play. Yes, See, it's much yes. like it's the Patriot way, right? Hey, do your job, <laughs> right? Fulfill your role, right? It's the Patriot right? Just way. Do your job. It's the, he said so it's Gavin, the Patriot Gavin, way. Gavin, the beautiful thing about this show is you get to decide what your job is, right? Big Daddy Magic takes pe- pictures with all these people. You know, Tanner is the super soaker. Jeremy Bolton's the mayor. Like I'm got, the pimp. Yeah, you're the, I'm the pimp, town pimp, right? Like, we get it. Like, come on. Vega, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you being a member. Um, here's what Gavin Vega gets now that he is a member. He gets access into our exclusive membership group. That means exclusive. he gets uh, members-only videos every single day on the program. Uh, that means that uh, he also gets access to our exclusive member-only 
Instagram chat, which is the only reason to join the membership group on this show. Because whether it is guys cold plunging or arguing over stand, squat, lean. Team lean. uh, You know, (laughs) I'm telling like Mapes putting in his dinner last night from date night. Oh, dude. uh, Like all that stuff. It's just become this really cool community of dudes that support each other. We have fun. We talk sports. We talk jazz. We talk NFL. And it's... It's awesome, but you also get exclusive access to the merch drops that have never happened on this show and probably never will, but you'll, you get exclusive access to the merch drops. You get a discount on our merch. Uh, you get first access to all of our contests. Well, like, like there's a contest going on right now, right? That only members know about. Like there's an active contest right now happening that's an out of town happening that only members know about. Yeah. You should join. It's $9.99 a month. Just click the join button or click the link that I uh, put into the chat. And everybody, welcome welcome Gavin Vega to 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 membership. Gavin, great to have you here. Gavin, would love to know how you found us, what you're into. Like, are you a jazz guy, BYU guy? Like, what was your your story, bro? Oh, well, I, I don't think there's any doubt he's into the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do you do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. You get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. (sighs) What are we going to have at Papa Murphy's tonight? Because it's Friday night. And well, you know, actually, it's you and you. I'm sure you and your girlfriend. That's not true. Who is still your girlfriend. Yeah, which you're pissed about, which is fine. Um, which I'm but pissed it's, about. It's fine. You know, it is what it is. Got to be a man. It is what it is. Uh, look, Goggins, relax. Uh, hey, my whoa. point is, my point is, um, tonight's going to be a traditional crust with barbecue sauce and then a pile of something. Bro, you, but are you adding the herb mix? Oh, yeah. You got to add. It's not, what, what is herb mix? You mean herb mix. Herb mix. The, her, the herb mix at Papa Murphy's. Traditional crust, barbecue sauce, herb mix, mozzarella. It's National Cheese Day. That's right. Today is National Cheese Day, which I don't eat much cheese. But uh, we'll get the mozzarella cheese. And then I'm green onion, extra mushroom, knock it down, marinara meatball, chop them up, put them on the pizza, eat them whole. They're phenomenal. And, of course, take and bake chocolate chip cookies. I I mean, what more could you want out of life? Uh, let's see. Gavin Vega explains his, uh, viewership. He says last year I was pretty frequent listener when I worked at a shutter company, but I've got a new job and wasn't able to get in the live chat for months. Damn. What do you do now? Yeah. What do you do now? What's your job? Brandon Butler says, uh, Gavin, uh, welcome to the party, pal. Oh, and Gavin, Gavin, you need to, uh, you need to DM me on Instagram, SLC Jake, so that I can add you to the, uh, to the group chat. Uh, excuse me. What? I'm just cracking one open for Gavin. Yeah. What? Things. Wow. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Gavin, DM Jake on Instagram to get into the group. Yeah. It's worth it. And by the way, I'm nine followers away from 1,000 on Instagram. Will you guys keep following me, please? 
Like I have a pathetic following on Instagram. I'm, you really, I'm it's on, embarrassing. I'm working, yeah, I'm working it's on embarrassing. it. It's embarrassing. I'm working on it. All you right? should follow me as well. Cause I don't have very many. I think oh, I only have like you. Oh, 1100. So it's not like I've got 10 million. <laughs> uh, so follow Jake on Instagram and Twitter. SLC Jake Gavin. Uh, make sure you DM Jake. He'll put you in the group. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Monty show. M O N T Y. The Monty show. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner Plummer who's a member, for the 10 millionth time. I actually think that's an exaggeration. Yeah, you know, that's I'm going to call BS stretch, on that. You know. I'm calling BS on that. Yeah. That is, you have not said it 10 million times. Yeah, I mean, come on. And come by on. the way, I'm not even going to read the rest of the comment. Don't lie to me. What do you think his comment's about? So when the comment starts with, for the 10 millionth time, I'm going to go out on, a, and again, I can't see the comments, right? I don't have control over those. I'm going to guess that Tanner's going to go on a retread about how he didn't bring up Milfs and Draper and how that was all Alex Chacon and me. Like, that's what my guess is. But hopefully this is something about, you know, Jalen Hurts or something. For the 10 millionth time, I didn't bring up soaking. Alex Chacon did, but I've accepted the name. <laughs> Are you guys going to make videos with the MJ poster? Sure, if you want. Again, you're bro, you're a member. You remember? You want to request a yeah, video? You, you can do that, it, bro. Uh, Brandon Butler says, "I'm team yoga pose in the airplane." Okay, what did I miss? Yeah, what? What, are, what did what, I miss? What? Team, what is team yoga pose? What am I missing here? Are you talking are you about doing, the bathroom, bro? Are you doing down dog in the aisle on the plane? You're that guy. You're that guy. Uh, what's up, Mapes? He says, "Welcome, Gavin. The chat will be your second home." Uh, Capazzo says, welcome. Gavin says, I'm a jazz guy and sadly like Monty, a Bears guy. Oh, let's go. Playing yeah, football dude. on a manure yes. pile pretty soon. Yes. I like it. Kurt Myers says, uh, Tanner, you need to get a license licensing on SS, man. It's going to be big. Yes. It, of course it is. Uh, Tanner says, I'm calling BS, Mont. Knowing you, you would have brought up soaking if you knew beforehand. When it comes to sexual topics, you can't control yourself. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. Okay. James says, uh, did you see uh, your boy Danny was on BYU Radio when he is coming on the Monty Show Asylum? I got like four DMs about this, right? Danny did an interview. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Yep, I'm, B I'm BYU, on BYU Radio. Radio on the New Skin Radio Network. It's the wise guys. Yeah, so I hope everybody knows. What? Wait, wait, wait. I asked Jake about that interview, and what gift did you send to me? I sent a softball pitcher pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You get it? Like they throw it's them softballs? It's a softball. It's, so, you know, it's just softballs. Yeah. You know. it, look, it, I don't have any problem with it. I agree. They should come on the show. We're not looking. To, we're not looking to torch them. I just want to ask them real world questions. Jacob Yates says Tanner, the name isn't as important as the model. You, the Super Soaker CPS twenty five hundred, <laughs> or the Super Soaker Soak Zuka. The Soak. <clears throat> I mean, how have we lived this long? Uh, Tanner says, "Damn, that was a loud slurp." It's what I do. Yeah. On the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. At The Advocates, make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. They have a chat button on their website where you can click it and you can chat live with an attorney 24 7. Yeah. They don't charge you, you know, consultation fees, big retainers. In fact, you don't pay The Advocates. 
until they win your case. So go to their website right now. You have nothing to lose. Keep your anonymity if you're uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Go chat with an attorney because if you're sitting here today and you've been in a wreck or you slipped and fell on some ice or you got hurt at work and you need workman's comp help, if you're asking yourself, man, hey, do I need a lawyer? The answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, you need a lawyer, the advocates. Dot com. Uh, where do you want to go here, Jake? You want to do the jazz trade or the NFL? Um, probably should do NFL, but you know, I mean, we got we still got two more hours to do. That means so, I mean, we'll we get back time. to the jazz trade at seven thirty. Yeah, right here on the Monty Show. Um, Lewis says thank you for your support. I appreciate that. Travis Bird said if this was Dennis Lindsay, I would get him on the show. Me and him are tight. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm even down with that. Uh, let's talk about the National Football League. Uh, how excited are you for this weekend? Because yeah. I got to tell you, I don't generally, as a rule, get excited about a sporting event. Very few. I'm excited about the Bills and the Bengals. Right. I am excited about the 49ers and the Cowboys. Like, there are games this weekend that I'm jacked for. I'm ready. So, we have get up on on ESPN in the background here, right? And they're talking about Cowboys Niners. They just put a stat up that said the Cowboys all time are nine and twenty-four on five days of rest in the postseason. I, I and I know that people have told me how stupid I am. But like literally I had a guy yesterday in the YouTube comments say, You're stupid for oh, this. Oh, you're an idiot. You're what an idiot. a terrible take. You're an idiot. I'm telling you. The the Dallas Cowboys having to play in Tampa a flight in a different time zone on Monday night this past Monday to turn around and then go out to San Francisco is not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. It is, I think it is a competitive disadvantage for the Dallas Cowboys. And <laughs> I'm not trying to be, I am not a Dallas Cowboy fan. As I said, I like teams that play on manure piles at old racetracks, mainly the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. But I'm telling you, this thing with the Dallas Cowboys is a competitive disadvantage. Yeah. And when you send somebody on a Monday out to the East Coast, yeah. and then the next weekend you send them to the West Coast, and I don't care if they're the late game. It doesn't matter to me. I'm telling you this is a competitive disadvantage. The 49ers have, I would remind you also, I believe they played last Saturday. So they've had a full week plus a day of rest that the Cowboys are not going to get near. Because again, and I know record matters, and we totally get it. They're going to have to fly from Dallas to San Jose yeah. to go and play the 49ers. It's a competitive disadvantage. And it, it, you're just, there's no way around that. Having said that, I think this is one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend because I could, and I'm not going to say easily, but I could see a situation where Micah Parsons wrecks this season for the 49ers. He was so good against Tom and Tampa. Yeah. If they, if the Dallas Cowboys get to Brock Purdy early, this is going to be a very long game. And if you're the Cowboys, you don't want explosiveness. You want plotting methodical football. Yeah. And the, the guys in this game that I would watch, Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers has to have a role. Has mm -hmm. to have a role. Because I don't think Debo's 100%. I don't even know. I should look at his status this morning. I haven't looked at Debo's status. But I'm telling you right now that when you look at the, the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk has to have a game. He has to. And I say that because he does those things that no wide receiver wants to do. He blocks. He absolutely runs phantom routes. 
He is unbelievable with the ball in his hand, and I don't think that Brock Purdy targets him enough, in my opinion. I think when you when you look at when you look at this team and you look at this offense, I I am convinced that Brandon Ayuk Jake is the guy that has to play a critical role for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean 100%. And and I think that, you know, the the success they found against Tampa last week was was, you know, just this situation where, you know, like Dallas's success was that they were moving the football around. I look at the 49ers offensively. You look at some of the success they've had over the course of the season. Like their success has also been McCaffrey staying healthy, guys like Ayuk contributing at a higher level. You know, and yeah, Debo's a big deal. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I look at these two teams and and yeah, they can be potent offensive teams, but what everyone's leaning on right now is this 49er defense. And and the 49ers defense ability to to either get to Dak or to lock down that secondary. So are we going to get, you know, primetime elite over the top Dak Prescott, or are we going to get two or three interception Dak mm, Prescott? And that's that, a good question. You know, and, and I know I'm not, I, we had epic debates last week before last weekend, late in the week where I was not a Dak guy and, and I'm still not a big wait, wait, Dak wait, wait. guy. I'll give you another chance. No, I'm not apologizing. I'll give you another. No. Slow down. No. Slow down, brother. No. Slow down. No. All gas, no break. Would you like to take this time as as a man? I personally would like an apology. Who should be single, but he's not. So I understand the bitterness. Uh-huh. Would you like to take this time to apologize to Dak Prescott's family for saying such mean things about him? Obviously not. No. Nope. Wow. Nope. Wow. Nope. Wow. Because wow. what did you do? What did you do? He went out and kicked the crap out of Tom great, Brady in Tampa. Great. You were favored in the game. You should have done it, dude. You should have oh done it. You should have. You should have. Vince Vince Lombardi, can you hear me up in hell? Um, listen. Listen, I understand that you worked for the Packers, and people hate you because of it. That's, That's pretty much self-explanatory. Bro, 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 it's fine. Can you please crawl up Jake's butthole and give him some wisdom on the NFL? It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Because he's stupid. Vince, help him not be so stupid. Please. <laughs> Are you, st- well, you know, they were favored. What did you expect Dak to do? You dumbass expect him to throw like, oh, he's going to throw three picks. Yeah, he's going to hit get, Richard. I believe, more... I, I believe your exact word, Skippy, where, oh, he's going to hit him in the hands and it's going to go for yeah, a pick I'm six. Gonna, gonna and that's get... on that. That's on Dak. I'm going to get more Dak Prescott you know, interceptions. He's going to roll out of the pocket, and they're probably going to break his other ankle, and then he's um, going to hit the receiver in the hands, and you're going to blame his broken ankle for the interception. Yeah. Well, we all know he's an asshole. Um, that's where you were on. I believe the, that's no, an no, exact no, not, quote. Not, you're using the wrong words. Not were. And, Damn. And, <laughs> and. Thank you. I want more. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would remind you, crazy MFers. What, yeah, what is the, the line? Where are we at here? Dallas is plus four. They're a dog, but it's a four-point yeah, dog. that's not really that big But that's a, a tip of the cap yeah. to the 49ers. Home field advantage, yeah. Santa Clara, Levi Stadium's a joke. We get it. But they're plus 160. The money line's terrible. Vegas doesn't believe in the 49ers. I just don't think they believe enough in the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I think, I think, I, I don't even think it's the Niners. I think it's Brock Purdy. You're sure, before, I, I, but wait, wait, wait. Before we go to the comments, you're sure that you don't want to find, you don't want to expel the darkness from your soul. Your inner demons. 
You don't want to expel the darkness in God's from your name, image, and likeness from your soul. God bless and apologize. It just my friends here on the Monty Show pulpit. You sure you don't want to take this one Program. last opportunity? <laughs> you sure you don't want to take this one last time on the program? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. What do the comments have? Kurt Meyer says Vince cannot or will not help the cow chickens. <laughs> I don't believe he will. I don't believe he will. You know. Josh Mose says you can always count on the Cowboys to choke. Always. Wow. It's going to be like this Yes, today. it is. First of all, I want to say... I feel like I'm the guy that's being looked at as like some heinous criminal. I'm, I'm not. Man. I am not a cowboy fan. It's well, just it sure that's how like it. that's I mean, how the, bad the, you the are. The slobbing on Dak has been real. Well, listen, listen, bro. It's not personal. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> Let's talk about. It. I'm a good listener. I'm not a cowboy fan, but I you have to respect Dak Prescott. Um, no. No. No, 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 no. Mapes, I'm counting on you to bring a good take here, Mapes. I mean, the Niners did it last year, going to Dallas, then to Green Bay, then to L.A. I knew I couldn't count on you. Uh, Troy Cushing <laughs> <laughs> if Collins comes to Utah, can you see where Danny is trying to uh, to do to the team? Uh, it's 7.30, I might be able to Ten see minutes. it. 10 minutes. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, Ayuk and Kittle going to have monster games. Kittle absolutely kills Dallas. Yeah, I mean, Here's, the tight end is a problem for Dallas. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I, I mean, listen, Kittle kills everybody, though. I mean, let's not make this a Dallas issue. It's not like it's unique to Dallas. Like, Kittle is one of those X-Factor players. And, and again, look, well, this whole game, like, let's just be really honest. The game comes down to Brock Purdy. If Brock Purdy delivers the football to CMC in the flat in time, in space, CMC is going to make plays. If well, he gets it to Debo... On the slant that they love to run, Debo's going to make plays. 332 so. and three touchdowns was because Brock Purdy was never really uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah. And I think that that's what this is going to come down to. And can the Dallas Cowboys leverage a guy like Micah Parsons? And I, I, think, I think Dan Quinn did a really nice job moving him around the formation last week. Can you, can you get more from Micah? And... You know, really is is it, it, can you count on Leighton Van Der Esch to be healthy the entire game? Because Leighton Van Der Esch versus CMC is a fantastic matchup. Mm -hmm. That's one of those matchups where you can't help but be excited about that. And I, if you can get in Brock Purdy's feet, you're gonna you're gonna win the game. Yeah, it, because if you do what Seattle did, which is allow him 332 yards and three scores and you know, one sack, you're not going to have much success here. You're, right. you're just not. If if CMC is going to go for 140 combined yards, you're not going to have much success here. And that's what I mean. Like, you have to keep the the Kittles and the CMCs and the Debos but De in check. And if, Debo, if Debo's healthy. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I, again, I know that, that, that they went after his legs – Last week, and we'll see what. <laughs> but he burned them so badly on that play. Like, yes, he did. I mean, Debo doesn't need Debo Samuel last week six for 133, a touchdown, average 22 yards. But he just catch. needs an ounce of daylight, and God he's gone. Damn. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it, you cannot allow him to affect the game like that. You've got to pick somebody, and this is again why I go back to 
Brandon Ayuk is a guy that's got to have a game for the 49ers because yes. I think this Dallas defense is is good. Does I'm a big Diggs, believer. Does Diggs have a game-changing interception for Dallas? I don't know. I, I don't know who you put him on. I don't. I, I mean, I, I mean, the obvious choice is probably is probably Debo. I think it's but, situational. I, I, and this is where, you know, this is where Dan Quinn's got to gotta have a game. I, I mean, again, I know we're, we're focused on players and stuff, but the reality is, is if your formations are correct and you're putting guys in position to have success, they should, should, should have success. Uh, you know, like, so if you're third and long, where are you putting digs? If you're, if you're second one, where are you putting digs? Like, I think that he needs to be given, uh, ideally, four or five opportunities to make a play on a ball in this game. Four or five opportunities. I'm not saying the guy needs 10 or some ridiculous number, no. but the reality is Dallas is going on the road. They're going to play on some crap field, and you know there's going to be turnovers in this game. There always is turnovers at that stadium. There just is because the field sucks. It's not good. It's not conducive to, hey, put my foot in the ground, whether I want to throw a deep ball or I want to cut or, you know, whatever. It's not a good playing surface. So there's always injuries. There are always turnovers. And that's why I'm saying the, the defenses in this game are probably going to decide the outcome. I think when you look at Diggs, I mean, he turns off half the field. Yeah. He is really good. Now, he also gets burned quite a bit. But every corner does. I, I, I don't know. I would probably put him on Debo, and then let's go ahead and see what what the rest of that defense could do. Because this is one of the, I think these are the 49ers are the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, they, Dallas isn't far behind them. I mean, I I and that's why I think a lot of people are going with Dallas in this game because they're saying, okay, yeah, the 49ers defense is the best in the league, but Dallas has a pretty damn good defense too. And when you put Dak head to head with Brock. Well, yeah, of course you're going to take Dak. But you can't tell me in the back of your mind you're not saying, yeah. hey, Brock has shown the ability to go for three bills and three, four touchdowns and keep the turnovers limited. Like, he's shown the ability to perform. So, I don't know, man. I think if I'm Dallas, defensively especially, I'm committed to causing at least one turnover in this game. Like, well, you got to I mean, you you You're probably going to have to get more than that. I, I just – I'm curious to see – how all this plays out. And I think Leighton Van Der Esch, Micah Parsons, Anthony Barr again. Dude, your, your, your comment last week, last Friday, about Anthony Barr came to fruition, dude. Buddy played his ass off. And he has to for them because I think Demarcus Lawrence clearly is not 100%. Yeah. I think that there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, like inside when you get Hankins, Armstrong, I, they have to be disruptive. The bigger one of the other questions I have about this game, not to keep going about Dallas, but can they chip CMC on the way out to the to the pattern? Cause you can't allow him to have a clean run out to the pattern. He's going to assassinate you yeah. on his own. Because Brock Purdy has been one of the things he's done really well is not hang on to the football too long. And then there is Cincinnati and Buffalo mm -hmm. who follow. Uh this game is going to be the game of the weekend, dude. It is. This game's going to be wild. This game is going to be wild. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, I'd take Purdy over Dak. That's because you're dumb. See, I just thought, uh, that's, see, that's crazy. where you're going too that's far. Crazy. You, can't, you can't take Purdy over, over Dak right now. You just can't. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Dak is not Tommy, but he'll do. Yep. Brett Robbins says, Dak is no Trent Dilfer, but he'll do. Mm -hmm. Gavin Vega, our newest member to the show, says, Niners have the rare offensive system built for a young QB that you really don't need to make big decisions or throws. I agree with that. 
You don't there's not a lot of decision making that goes on in that offense no. for Brock Purdy. I don't think he he's it's a two read offense because the skill position is good enough whether that's Debo, CMC, and just reading online Debo is like 80%, so he's like everybody else cuz nobody's healthy this time of year. But it, it's it's again CMC it's Kittle, it's Debo, it's Ayuk. Yeah. Like, you just got to get them the ball in a reasonable place, and they're gonna they're gonna do all the work for you. Yeah. And he's done a really good job of doing that. He's done a really good job of doing that. Andy H, what's up, my guy? 49ers D got smoked by the Raiders, led by Stidham a couple of weeks ago. You can move the ball on them, but you you have to take shots. Yeah, you have to take shots. And the other question: Where are you guys at on Zeke? It's I'm okay. not, I, I, he, I don't, they're going to wind up cutting him. You watch. Yeah. You absolutely watch. I mean, he's my, he's my red zone back now. I, I wouldn't be like, Zeke is not a workhorse back anymore. In my no. opinion, like, like I, I, I look at, I look at what you had with, with the Pollard and Zeke combination. And I like that a lot. I, I thought that, that both of those guys have some power behind their pads. Uh, you know, obviously Zeke has lost a little bit of a step, but he can still do some things for you. And I really feel like Pollard is someone who who should have been getting a little more run, if I'm being honest. I think Pollard's got a nice set of hands. I think Pollard can can block well for you. Like they can he can do some stuff for you. So to me, I I, I don't know, man. I'm I think Zeke is he has uses, but he's no longer number one. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I think there is there's a lot of reason to believe that he won't be there next year. But I want to get into this Buffalo game. Yeah. Because I think this Buffalo-Cincinnati game, I mean, obviously before the DeMar injury on Monday night, this was a tilt. This yeah. was going to be amazing. And now you get this game and and you start to understand that these are the two quarterbacks of the future in this league, in my opinion. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think we're in a situation where it's time for one of these quarterbacks to really step up and become the best quarterback in the NFL. And that may be difficult if if Patty Ice continues to play the way he's played. Yeah. And if he has a better run through the playoffs this year than he had last year, I understand that could be difficult. But, man, I, I look at Josh Allen, and I think this is the dude. Like, I think this is the dude. And I think it is time for Buffalo to take over the NFL. It, yeah. It, you just start to feel like this Bills team, thirteen and three, seven and one at home. You you really start to look at the way that they hung together offensively in that in that Dolphins game. They had every reason to just collapse and lose that Dolphins game, right? And they didn't. And Josh Allen turning the ball over multiple times with the fumble, the two interceptions. Like I think that was 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 an aberration. I think when you have when you have the receivers that they have, and I think Gabe Davis is one of the most anonymous wide receivers in the NFL. If you're going to sleep on Gabe, Gabe Davis, you're crazy. Because if you're going to if you're gonna double either side of their formation, the other guy's going to kill you. Mm, yeah. And I think when you, when you look at some of the guys that they run out there, Dawson Knox is an undervalued tight end. Then there's Cole Beasley. Last fucking week. Cole Beasley. Like you look at Cole Beasley last week. He gets a touchdown and makes a big play for them. Like they're getting contributions and nobody talks about their wide receivers. Yeah. 
and I look at Josh Allen and I understand that Josh is a stud and Devil, Devin Singletary is a weapon in the both the run game and I, I, he's a, I think he's a good blocker. I totally get that. And I understand that Matt Milano in that defense and and I, I Tremaine Edmonds, I think, is, again, one of the more undervalued guys in this league. Yep. I think Buffalo is prime. They are ready. If they don't do it now, I don't think they ever get there. <coughs> Josh Allen is in a position where if he plays the way that he is capable of in a huge moment, because yeah. I think this will be one of the focal points of the sports world, not the football world. Yeah. The entire sports world will be paying attention to this game. Yeah. If he performs in that moment and he leads this team, because this, let's be honest, you guys, this is not a 10-point blowout. This is not a 21-point game. No, it's not. This is a, hey, man, grab your socks and let's What do you make let's of go. a little wrinkle inside of this game? And you may have missed this if you haven't been following this close this week. The NFL is selling tickets for the AFC Championship game yeah. already. The tickets are for Buffalo versus uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. And Cincinnati has taken that very disrespectfully. So I'm curious, like, who, A, who did that in the NFL? But B, if you're Cincinnati, aren't you pissed? Aren't, isn't, isn't, this like, isn't this like what you needed, in a sense, to really get you going? Like, obviously, Buffalo dealt with the DeMar situation, and that had a huge impact on Cincinnati as well, obviously. Like, that was unprecedented is the word that everyone used. But but in an effort to move on, isn't this all the gas you need to put on that fire? Isn't this all that a guy like, you know, smoking Joe Burrow needs to get it going? Like, that's why I'm saying this could be one of the best games the league has seen in, in a long time. By the way, you want to talk about wide receivers? Yeah. You want to talk about a quarterback? Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati Bengals can ball. And I think Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a very difficult game last weekend. Yeah. And I think Baltimore does that to quarterbacks. But what did he do in that game? He embraced the suck and he persevered. How about that? And I love that about Joe Burrow. And I love Chase and Hurst and Higgins and Samaji Pirine and... Joe Mixon, I think, is an unbelievable back when he's healthy. But I also think you can't forget about their defense. And Jesse Bates is playing some of the best safety in football right now. I think you you look at Eli Apple. He That was a weird injury last week, mm -hmm. man. He was ready to come back in. That was a weird, weird injury. But their defense and the way that they come to play and that, you know, Cam Sample, Mike Hilton, like they just have – Dude. Guys that are just, they're after it, man. And then you start to understand that the boys in Vegas want to ask you one question about this Bills game in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. This game's at Highmark. The number's five and a half. The, the Bills are a five and a half point home favorite. They're asking you if you think that the Bills are a touchdown better than the Bengals. And I'm telling you, they're not. I think... You got to bet, in my opinion, you bet the over at 49 in this game. Yeah, that's what's telling. And I think, look at the money line on this game. Plus 196 for the Bengals. That means you bet 100 to win 100. $96. 
Don't don't you don't you bet the money line in this game and the over at forty nine? Yeah. I think you do. Yeah, I, I mean, think you I, do. I your point there about hey, is Buffalo touchdown better? Spot on. And then, but to me, what really the boys in Vegas what shows their hand is the over under because they're saying, hey, it really is the first to thirty because that yes. over under at forty nine forty nine is basically saying, okay, by football standards, it's the first of 30 points. And yeah, this is going to be a grinded out type game. So to me, I look at this and I say, isn't this exactly what Joe Burrow faces constantly? Is this not what he faced at LSU? Is this not what he faced last year, right? Getting to getting to the Super Bowl, is, right? It it's is. the same thing. And so to me, again, your point about Josh Allen now or never, I agree. Now or never. No reason for you to lose this game. But I'm telling you, Joe Burrow's that guy. Joe Burrow has that killer in him that will come out and rip your heart out on your field and move on. I'm off the spread on this game. I'd take I'd bet the money line and the and the over. I think that's where I'd be on this game. But I think I think whoever whatever quarterback balls out in this game, because I don't think you get both. Yeah. Whatever quarterback balls out in this game, ho oh, ho, I think you're you're looking at a breakout. I think you're looking at a breakout. And you know what? By the way, I think you can then start asking the question about who the best quarterback in the NFL is because I'm not questioning that Patrick Mahomes right now is the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. If his ass loses to Jacksonville, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. Yeah, you're, and that's, with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence and his little press conferences about Jocko, you're not doing what you did last week. You get down early in the first half in this game, you turn the football over four times in this game, there's no coming back. Bro, That's you want to happening, you, dude. The 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 Jags are a 9-point dog. Yeah, as they should be. The money line in that game is plus 400. By the way, Trevor, you might not want to sit on a dais and say that Arrowhead's not going to be loud or not going to be louder than what you just dealt with. That Don't, was dumb. I, that was not smart, dude. That was dumb. That was I I love Kansas City all Don't day in this game. Don't be surprised by by 40 on the Jags out of Kansas City. Don't be surprised by that no, at all. I, I don't know if I'm I'm ready to go there, but well, I think that you look at Jacksonville. And I don't think anybody I don't think that anybody thought that they were coming back. <coughs> but they did come back. And what that does to a football team I think it says a lot about who the character of that team is and what Doug Peterson's built there. Mm -hmm. But you can't throw a single interception if you're Trevor Lawrence. No. Perfect you, game. You, you have, have to. to. You have to. And with what you're getting out of Travis Etienne, you don't need to win the game on your own. And some of me believes that Trevor Lawrence likes to win the game on his own. And when you have the receivers that he's got, I think Christian Kirk, nobody's talking about Christian Kirk. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Arizona Cardinals let Christian Kirk go and then he shows up and drops 11 hundo on Jacksonville with eight touchdowns yeah. tells you that that's an Arizona problem. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then you start looking at, at Kirk. I think, again, you want to know a guy that needed a system change because the system he was in sucked? Zay Jones. Mm -hmm. Are the Raiders still not constantly driving roofing nails through their own bags over the fact that Zay Jones is a stud in Jacksonville? Mm -hmm. They probably should be. They probably should be. And Evan Ingram and, and Marvin Jones, and that's an offense. I just don't know what they are on, on defense.
And I'm telling you that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is a stud. He will do things to you mentally that you are not prepared for. Mm -hmm. He will break your back on third down repeatedly. Yeah. But the question, again, when I go back to this, the question that I always ask myself is, who's a better quarterback? And this is what's so remarkable about NFL teams that can't get quarterbacks right. <laughs> who's a better quarterback here? There's no doubt Patty Ice is the better quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Can't see Chiefs are winning this game. Thanks. I'd still tell you, how do you not, if you're a betting man, how do you not put a hundo on, put some cash on, on Jacksonville? At plus 400 on the money line, you're yeah. not going to... Are you kidding that's me? That's a good bet on the money line. I mean, you know you're probably not winning that one, Come but on. if you do, that's a nice little reward. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um. Hey, by the way, by the way, new member of the show. Uh-oh. Garrett Mears. Let's what? go. Let's go. Let's go. Garrett Mears, welcome to the exclusive Monty Show members. Welcome to the program. Uh, make sure you DM Jake program. to get yourself access to the... Uh, exclusive Monty Show chat on Instagram members only. It is a blast. Garrett Mears, again, that's a name I don't know. Yeah, Garrett, what's your story, man? Just like I asked with Gavin, I want to know your guys' story. It really matters. I, okay, I want to know how you found us and everything. Are you a race car driver? Are you in the? Are you Rick Mears' long-lost son? What's the story with that? Uh, look at Talking with Raphael Let's podcast. Go. He says, okay, here we, we go. Cold shower. That's right. I By got a way, minute in today. You got a minute in minute. Today. Yep. I did not take a shower this morning. I'm really in this weird space shower wise. Like, hey, man, four days a week is good. That's a lot of water. I'm worried about like wasting water. But man, I love the cold shower thing. Now, I'm addicted to it. Like I, I, I am after yesterday, I'm addicted to it. Uh, Garrett Mears, what do you get for being a member of the Monty Show? You pay $9.99 a month. That gets you exclusive video content on the channel. Um, that gets you exclusive insider access to, you know, depending on the time of day, uh, that gets you inside information on the Utah Jazz, that gets you all kinds of, of cool prizes, things like, hey, when we get to 10,000, we're probably going to do a members only giveaway. Um, you know, you get access. We have a promotion going on right now that we probably need to ramp up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have all kinds of stuff that you get. We never do merch drops, but when we do, and we probably never will again, because <laughs> we've only been talking about it. So, you know, uh, the point is, um, when we do merch drops, we only do small bundles. So we'll order 25 beanies. We have 60 something members now. Yeah. We'll give you first access and we'll give you a discount. So if they sell out and members only get those beanies, absolutely. Um, it's just a lot. But the Instagram group, the community you get in that chat is unbelievable. Awesome. It's awesome. And it's members only. You pay $9.99 a month and you're a member of the Monty Show. Mike Maples uh, says the two best games are Sunday. I don't disagree with that. I think that uh, when, when you look at the Dallas, San Francisco, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Sunday is just a day. I'm not going. I told Jake, I'm not going snowboarding Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to go work out and I'm going to come home. I am going to cook a gat of wings yeah. using asado seasoning that I got at bbqpitstop.com and I'm watching football. So are you coming over Sunday? In the afternoon, probably. Yeah, you're an asshole. Anyway, okay. Uh, let's see. Troy Cushing. I'm not a Niner fan either, but I see what's coming. Yeah. Uh, Tyler P says Zeke doesn't seem to care anymore. I don't know about that. Uh, Kurt Meyer says Dak is uh, no ayahuasca Aaron. Ayahuasca Aaron. That's a new one. I haven't heard of that one before. But it might help. 
Brett Robbins says Dak is making so much money he doesn't want to play for 25K a game in the postseason. He's already for fishing. Dak's only making $15 bucks a year, I thought. And I don't think there's anybody that wants to win a Super Bowl more than Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think his desire is high. And my Monty fan, Buffalo and Cincy is going to be saucy. Yeah, I'm excited. Cannot dude. wait. Super excited. Cannot wait. Travis Bird says it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to be the greatest quarterback. And if you have stripped a league in six years, I promise you that. Okay. Gavin Vega, Zeke needs to take on a Jamal Williams role on his next team. If if he can do what Williams does for the Lions with a, uh, with Swift being the lead explosive guy, look out. He would fit great on the Jags. Yeah. I don't disagree with that yeah, at all. Yeah, and I think it would but do AT- justice to his career. But dude. I think ATN's a great back. Yeah, but but the point is not that not that you would take anything away from the premier back on any given team. It's just saying that Compliment. Zeke had, yeah, you're complimenting with Zeke. Hey, Zeke is Zeke is a guy who really runs behind his pads well, like has experience, can bring that energy just the way Jamal Williams does for the Lions. Like that's a I agree with that point. Yeah. Garrett Mears says I think Cincy will win on a last minute drive. Well, that wouldn't be Joe has done that many times. Yep. Travis Bird says, uh, Monty, I love you, but please, Buffalo blows your your mouth. They win by two touchdowns. Blows your mouth. Hell no. Okay, first of all, you're, not, here, you're not beating Cincinnati by two touchdowns. I would be stunned if that happened. NY Monty fan says there will be more grinding in this game than a nightclub in Cancun. <laughs> wow. wow. Let's go. <laughs> Mapes, but if Cincinnati beats KC again, Burrow will make a case. He will. Yeah. He will. He will. Who, Buffalo or Cincinnati? Um, mm, mm, next hour. I'm not ready to say yet. Okay. I'm not ready to say yet, dude. It's too early. It's only 740. Brett Robbins says Rodgers is rejuvenated for MVP, so I'm saying he's the best QB by far. It's not even close. Yeah, okay. Again, yeah, and look, yeah, man, yeah. It, it, to each your own, it's only 740 and that you are using hardcore, illegal, illicit drugs at 740 dilly, in the morning. Dilly, 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 dilly. Hey, man, you do you. Nobody's going to judge you on this show, Brett. Yeah. You know. Uh, Travis Robin says Josh Allen is the, is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. He's going to go down into the greatest porter, quarterback in history of the league ever. Well, good luck with that. I mean, he might want to try winning a Super Bowl first, but, uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if that's... Uh... <laughs> Big Daddy Magic all in on, on Josh Allen. I love it. Mapes says uh, Josh Allen has to win eight Super Bowls to be the GOAT. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Giggity, what's up? KC plays down to their competition. This game's prime for an upset. Ooh. That's not a bad point. No, it's not. Uh, TBE at DK's. TBE at DK's. Says, how about that? I mean, how about that? I mean, <laughs> w- w- what even kind of name is that? That is a great drop, though. How about, How about that? that? I love How that drop. That? I love that drop. What I just said. Yeah. Which what is, I just said. That's a great drop. Ryan Buckley, my guy, good morning. He says, uh, morning, my brothers. I would uh, become a member, but I don't have an Instagram. That doesn't. You can still become a member, bro. So create a, an Instagram. Yeah, it takes two minutes, bro. Yeah, it, the chat is worth it. Yeah, the chat's me. 100%. You don't have to have some... You, I have, I've added probably 10 or 12 members that are in the Instagram group that didn't have Instagram. They just made the Instagram... So they could get into it. So oh. so do it. Yeah, and we're going to have to kick somebody out of the membership now. You know, we have some rules on this show. Bro. Garrett Mears, unfortunately, is not a member of the Mears 
you know, race car family. He's a member of the Packer family. But no one's going to disrespect me. I am a new, I'm new. I just started listening a month ago. I love your guys' take. I'm a <coughs> Packer fan and feel like Aaron needs to go. I hope he stays. Screw the Packers. Go Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm a Bears fan, Garrett. I think you probably know that. Yeah, you're building fields on piles of crap. Yeah, who, are, who am I to talk about anything yeah. football? Yeah. Seriously, we don't know quarterbacks. We don't know offensive lines. We don't know, like, GMs. We don't, We. I mean, we don't know any. We. Well, we, we don't even have sources. I mean, come on. Like, come on. <laughs> Bro, trust me. Uh, Huntu says, hey, guys, good to see you again. What's up, my guy? Uh, Lewis uh, says, just tried the cold shower thing. You're all nuts. I got maybe two seconds and shut it off. But that's the game. <laughs> that's the game. No, so here's the deal, bro. Two, two, what, what time is it? Oh, we got time. Okay. 43. Yeah. We so, got six and a half minutes. So here's the deal with the cold shower thing, though, man. It was it Lewis? Yeah, Lewis. Dude, the deal is, is that you have to be like, all right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I am I am signing a contract, and I'm make, I'm committing to 30 seconds. Like 30 seconds. It just is what it is. Like you have to jump in that thing and just be committed. The why, the why is what you have to ask yourself about. Why are you doing it? Because it makes you a stronger person. It makes you a stronger man. It may, it builds the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because we as men have some unique weaknesses. Most of us do not have good relationships with ourselves. Most of us do not run high on confidence. Most of us, the narrative in our head is not good. When you can stand, it happened to me yesterday morning. Man, I stood under that cold water and it, it got easier yesterday. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. It's fight or flight. It is all of that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you stand under that water. You, and, and what we're talking about is a cold shower. 11 minutes a week. You stand under that water. And you take a hot shower. Yeah. The last two minutes of that shower, you stand in the coldest water you can make. And I'm telling you, you you turn that water on yourself and it is absolutely terrorizing. Yeah. There is a panic that sets in. The first 30 seconds are an ass kicking. Yep. But the way I handle that is I concentrate on my breathing and I focus on that that water. I close my eyes. The first thing I do is like hit me in the, 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 the chin and the chest and I just control my, my breathing. And then about 30 seconds in, I just push my face forward and I, it runs down the back of my head, down my neck. And yesterday I stood there for 60 seconds. The timer stopped and I kept going. Yeah. And I turned that water off and I was like, Great job, dude. It's what you it's what you focus on though. Yes. Like it's it, if you focus on, hey, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, you're gonna you're not gonna last. But if you focus on, okay, yeah, this is cold. Yeah, this sucks, but I'm I'm doing this. Like it's not it it really there there is no room for well, I might do it. There's no room for that in the cold shower thing. It, you just like I didn't want to do it this morning. I, no. I I woke up and got in the shower and I was like, dude, like Damn, like I'm almost done doing my hair. A cold shower's coming. Like it, it's a thing. Like it's ha it's chasing you. It's haunting you. It does and then haunt you. You do it, and you do it, and you're just like, all right, I'm doing this. Like I'm I'm winning. And by the way, what it does to you, if, if you do, and I would tell you do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. Because what it does for you is it sets you up to succeed that day. I do it at at generally about three fifty five in the morning. I get up at three fifty, so let's call it four o'clock. Even four o'clock in the morning, it 
it causes a chemical reaction in your body. It releases a bunch of dopamine, releases a bunch of adrenaline, and it sets you up. I'm telling you, I had a great night of sleep last night. Jeff Johnson says, was thinking about you guys last night when I took a mega hot shower, ate some soup, and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, you know what's really interesting is like, it's not it's not fun. The name of the game with the cold thing is not to have fun. It's not, you're not doing it to have fun or because it's enjoyable. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You're doing it because it is difficult, but you are like, but you're able to push through. Yep. Gavin Vegas says, I'm going to say I sat under a glacier runoff for a minute and a half on a hiking trip and my head and back felt so relaxed and I was awake all day feeling great. Yeah. That's exactly what it it's does. It's real. Uh, Garrett says, did my first cold plunge Wednesday lasted 10 seconds? Hey, way to go, dude. But look at it. Look at the progress. Tried again yesterday and I lasted 45 hey, seconds. You see what I mean? Like, that's, so everyone's that's, that's first awesome. plunge, it, like how long you go is it, 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 the time is different for everyone. I mean, I think I lasted 27 seconds or something my first time. Like I didn't last very long, but then you start doing it and, and you, you build stamina just like anything else. Yeah, let's go. We've had uh, 1,000 viewers, more, about 1,200 viewers on the show. We've got 60 likes. If all 192 of you watching right now would hit the like button, that would help us grow. Gavin Vegas says, but that minute and 30 was pain. Yeah, bro. Make no mistake about it. The cold shower does not get easier. It does not get easier. You get better at it. It is not easier to stand under a cold shower for a minute and a half than it is for 10 seconds. It sucks. Every every one of those 90 seconds, every one of those 120 seconds, every one of those 300 seconds sucks terribly, but you get better at it. And your ability to breathe, your ability to deal with that adversity, I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy. It is transformative. Yeah. It is transformative. Lewis says, it snowed in the Jeezy last night. Look out those crazy drivers, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, TBE at DK says that's the best ever at DraftKings. TBE, the best ever. DK DraftKings. I like it. I like it. Brent Burnett says, Jake and Monty sound like we at camp. LOL. Convincing us to polar dip is a, is the thing of things to do. Yes. Dude, do I'm it, for, you, do do it do for 10 it. days. It'll change your life. Yeah. Mapes, what's up? He says, never really gambled, so I'd, I'd be the worst at DraftKings. I love <laughs> daily <laughs> fantasy at DraftKings. Yeah. So much fun. Eric and Raleigh says, start with water cold. Yes, exactly. Andy H, uh, he said, first cold plunge. What the F? Ouch. It is cold. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, says, I think A.A. Ron, A.A. Ron uh-huh. uh, could win his next MVP with Bishop Sycamore. You know he's getting uh, his TV time. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Exactly right. Arlington Bears, who was the first one to join our membership on this show. The first one. Greg Hawkins was two. Uh, I believe Lopes Van Gabe was three. Or maybe Lopes was two and Hawkins, whatever. Uh, is also a depressed, beat-down Bears fan. Well, I shouldn't say that. I am. He. I don't know. You know. Arlington International Soldiers Field will be the greatest mecca in all of football. Go Bears. Okay. Something, not to get way off topic, but this is truly insane. So, you know that the vid has come and gone. You know, there's always a variant, whatever. The what? The COVID. Okay. The The Coco. Yes. There's a report out from a reporter named Emily Fang from NPR that says in the last month, just the last month in China, a billion people have contracted COVID. Lockdowns don't work. Dude, 
I'm not trying to scare people, but I just when I see a billion in a 30-day period, that's a little excessive. That's Dude. a little crazy, bro. Just saying. I'm saying. Uh, Chris Carn was absolutely the first, by the way. Arlington Bears is Chris Carn. Yeah, Chris Carn no is absolutely it. the first. There's nothing yeah. to even talk about. Yeah. Teddy Wayman, you stud. What's up? Good to see you. The king of the cold plunge. Uh, what up, Teddy W? <laughs> Mace, <laughs> you're awesome. Uh, but not as awesome as football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. We bring you the biggest stories in football. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hook it up. Cannot wait. Getting that Papa Murphy's Pizza traditional crust barbecue sauce. Got to get the herb. It'll be herb, cheese, green onion, extra mushrooms, onion mix. Yeah. Marinara meatball. I'm telling you, good to go. Good to go, bro. Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Let's talk quarterbacks on Football 50 today. Why can so many teams not get the quarterback right? You know, we were talking about the Packers. Serious, dead serious take on the Packers. Why are the Packers so unwilling to move on from quarterbacks? You look at Favre. You look at Aaron Rodgers. To me, it's so clearly time to move on at that point from Brett Favre. It's so clearly time to move on from Aaron Rodgers right now. He's not that guy, pal. He's not. Was Aaron Rodgers the absolute witch of quarterbacks at one point? He was. He was. And I understand he's even recently won an MVP. He ain't that guy, dude. He is not making the throws he used to make. And I don't think he's ever been the best quarterback in football. I don't think he's ever been in the Peyton Tommy discussion. Aaron Rodgers needs a change of scenery. The Green Bay Packers need a change of quarterback, but they won't do it. And you can look across this league. Why are the Baltimore Ravens so hesitant to move on from Lamar Jackson? Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Why are the Chicago Bears so sure, so sure that Justin Fields is the guy when you and I both darn well know that he is not... You're, you're, I don't believe that Justin Fields is a, a superstar quarterback. Uh -huh. I just don't. And I think when you have the number one overall pick, you could fix that. I understand why they're not going to. Justin Fields has a lot to prove. A lot to prove. And I love that people yesterday on Twitter were trying to compare Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. And guys are like, well, when Patrick Mahomes runs for a touchdown, it's because he's special. When Aaron, you know, when Justin Fields does it, it's because that's all he can do. Yeah, you know what the difference is? Patrick Mahomes ran for that touchdown with a Super Bowl ring in his hip pocket, dick. Justin Fields isn't a big-time NFL quarterback. And until he is, he's not. Yeah. And yet I look up and down the standings, and you look at the bottom of the NFC. The Chicago Bears, no QB. Arizona, no QB. The Rams didn't have a QB this year. The Falcons don't have a QB. The Saints don't. The Panthers don't. The Packers don't. The Bucks, who made the playoffs, don't have a QB. They were 8-9 and nine this year. The Washington Commanders don't have a QB. The Detroit Lions have a serviceable QB. They didn't make the playoffs. I'm telling you, it's not rocket science. The Texans, the Colts, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Browns, I could argue, the Titans, the Jets, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Dolphins don't have QBs. Yeah. And they a don't. lot of people are going to say, oh, well, yeah, they do. Like, 
teams. Yeah, like the Cardinals have Kyler or, or Miami has Tua. Or, but is, but Ky- reality- is Kyler Murray, look at Kyler Murray's a great example. Yeah. Is that a guy you, you no. hang your franchise no, on? it's not. But they did. But they did. And now we're here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. If you if you do not have a quarterback, sell out to get Joe Burrow. Sell out to get Josh Allen. You're the 49ers. Why did you draft Trey Lance? You fell back into Jimmy Garoppolo, and now you have Brock Purdy, but you wasted your pick on Trey Lance. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, what was Josh Rosen, dude? Yeah. He was never going to be good. Never was he going to be good. And you look at the Jets. With all due respect to Zachy Poo, sure, 50% of it is the Jets don't know how to quarterback. The other 50% is you're terrible at talent evaluation. Yeah. So I look yeah. at the I look at the best teams in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, the LA Chargers, all have elite quarterbacks. The Eagles, Niners. The Niners are that one, but look what's happening. They're getting elite play from Brock Purdy. Look at the Vikings. The Vikings were third in the NFC. Is Kirk Cousins a good quarterback? Good. He's, but he's good not enough. Super Bowl good. Look at Dak Prescott. And th- this again is the question. Look at Dak Prescott. If Dak is Dak Prescott a, a franchise level quarterback? Yeah. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find I mean, out. This is where that's decided. I, yes, you know, it is. Like I, I just like again, some people will tell you Dak's the best quarterback in the league. Other people will tell you, hey, he's just okay. Like I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Do I think he's one of the best in the league? Yes. I think he's in that group of. Five to seven guys who you'd love to have on your team, you know, leading your team. But the reality is he hasn't gotten over the hump yet. And until no, he has like, and I'm not sitting here saying he's got to win a Super Bowl, but I do think a Super Bowl appearance needs to happen for Dak. You want to be, you want to be Mr. You know, everybody's all American. Well, get the job done, you know, and, and that's, I know that's cold blooded, but that's the business of the league, man. You either win or you don't. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how, All of this plays out. And I'm telling you, this draft is where quarterback problems get solved. Yep. Because if you don't have a quarterback, this is a draft to fix that because there are a plethora of quarterbacks. Uh, Teddy Wayman commits a sacrilege against this program. The Bears should trade to get Aaron Rodgers. Program. No, they shouldn't. (laughs) No, they should not. Uh, M.Y. Monty fan says the QB job in Tennessee is an easy uh, gig. You just have to hand it off to King Henry. Yep. And yet they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out, right? Uh, Tanner Plummer says Jalen Hurts is an elite. Well, this year he's an MVP candidate and he was elite. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it. Mabe says San Francisco could have drafted Mahomes but drafted Solomon Thomas. <laughs> How did that work out? Yeah. Vegas says, I can't wait to tell JF1 proves everyone he is that dude. He is dynamic. He's a professional who works hard. And he knows how to win in every level but in the NFL and how many players struggle in Chicago. The problem for Justin Fields is he's run first, second, and third. Do you guys realize with Justin Fields? And listen, maybe I'm biased because I'm a longtime suffering Bears fan. Right. Do you understand they only ask him to do two reads and then run? That's what they ask him to do. Yeah. Read first, read second, run. And he can't, he won't read second. Justin Fields, most of the times, will read one and then take off. Now, do we have an offensive line in Chicago? We don't. We don't. Under any circumstance, we don't. Yeah. So 
it's going to be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out in the draft. But there are four or five quarterbacks that absolutely will change your life in this draft. But how many teams will get that right? Yeah. I don't know. Why haven't you gotten it right with the marinara meatball yet, you guys? I'm telling you, get the marinara meatball and get an XLNY. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. A lot more. That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven, and only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. Order now at papamurphys.com. Use the promo code MATI25. You get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza when you use the promo code MATI25. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Barbecue sauce on a pizza. It's a life hack, friends. It is absolutely a life hack. Uh, Gavin says, I'm all in. Fields next year hurts. <laughs> is Fields is next year's hurts. Um, I, I mean, you're not, you're not making a trade. You're just not, and I understand that, and I am not saying that Justin Fields can't develop. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but when I look at when I look at what's available, can you honestly sit here and tell me that you wouldn't rather have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis? I mean, there's. I would. Yeah. It's hard to say. I, I mean, I, that's probably where I stop. I think Will Levis is going to be, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I do. I yeah, think he's going to be. I think the be, Seahawks need him to be. If they're going to draft him, you know, that's what they're projecting anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know that people believe he can be a top 10 pick. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But man, when I look at, when I look at what the, like the team is the Houston Texans. The team that the, the Chicago Bears and the Houston Texans should make a trade that lands the Houston Texans Bryce Young. Yeah. He's the best quarterback in the draft. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not, I am not, admittedly, I was really swayed by CJ Stroud's performance in the bowl game. I've never seen him run that effectively. He is a really good, he's a good passer. I'm telling you, Bryce Young's a better player. Yeah. Bryce Young's a better player. At the player. pro level, I think, well, really at both levels, but when we're talking about the pro level, yeah, I think Bryce Young projects way better. I just don't know. And again, it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many teams are going to, like, again, Carolina, I'm looking at the draft order. Carolina and Will Levis makes a lot of sense. But if you're Carolina, don't you trade up to make sure you don't screw this up? Now, it depends on who your cor- your head coach turns out to be. But... I, how do you not screw this? Like you, you got it now. Yeah, you have two quarterbacks, arguably that are transformative, at the top of this draft, and yet I think people will will make mistakes. They will fall all over themselves. How yes. the how the Green Bay Packers do not draft the best, absolutely best offensive lineman available in this draft? I have no idea because you're either going to have Aaron Rodgers that needs protection or a new quarterback that needs protection. Yeah. Like, how long are you going to rely on David Bakhtiari? You've got to draft the best available offensive lineman, man. But 
I look at some of these. I look at some of these projections. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are you telling me that you're not giving everything you got to go and try to move up to get the best available quarterback to you? I mean, I would think. Are, are, are you serious? Yeah. If you are the if you are the Wales vagina L.A. Chargers that play at the Rams house, are you not going to do everything you can do to address your wide receiver weaknesses on that team <clears throat> in this offseason, draft or not? If I am the if I am the L.A. Chargers, I am doing everything I can do to a, a, identify the weaknesses on my offensive line and address those. And I need the best wide receiver that I can get my hands on. You, you got to have it. But let me ask you this. Who's the idiot that's going to miss on Anthony Richardson? <laughs> Who's the GM that's going to be like, oh, man. I, it, oh, Atlanta. my God. I'm sitting here watching the Anthony Richardson tape, and I swear to you, it moved while I was watching the tape. <laughs> it, I, I felt the blood throw down, flow down through my hips into my groinal region. Why? Yeah. There's going to be an idiot who's going to draft Anthony Richardson. Yes. And, hey, maybe I'm the idiot who says he sucks, and but I'm wrong. But he's just another one of these guys. I mean, he is a run-first guy. That's like that's the reality of it. And I don't know why you know, people shy away from that. He's a run-first guy. He's another Lamar Jackson. And everyone's going to say, oh, well, <laughs> Lamar is amazing, and Lamar is this, and Lamar is that. But the reality is Lamar can't win you a Super Bowl right now. And you're spending top-end, best-of-the-best draft pick mm. opportunities on dudes who can't win Super Bowls. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Being the Chicago Bears, that's what they'll be doing. And I'm bitter as hell about it. I had no problem saying that. Because I'd be bitter too, bro. I look at these quarterback rankings and I look at, you know, like a, a guy like Tanner McKee. Who's going to get the win on Tanner McKee? Because he's going to be a winner. I'm telling you, that kid can play. Yeah. He's not Bryce Young. I don't think he's. I. I, I, I vas vacillate back I and vacillated. forth between Will Levis and CJ Stroud as a number two quarterback in this draft. Yeah. Somebody's going to make a mistake. Somebody's going to make a mistake. I I don't know who that's going to be. Yeah. I really don't. But hey, you know what, Gavin Vega, if you're all in on Justin Fields, let's be all in together. And you can you can hold me while I sob next year. <laughs> because let's be honest. If Justin Fields and he will be, what am I talking about? Justin Fields is our number 1 quarterback. I will fly my Bears flag in front of my house every single week, I don't care. Yeah. I'll fly it the week that he runs for for 150 yards. Yes, yes, yes. I'll fly at the week he runs for 60 yards and throws three interceptions. Because it's garbage. I will fly at the week he breaks his ankle and he's out for the year in week four. Because that's, that's coming. I, it is HIPAA, Dak. I agree. I think that's HIPAA. But look at the running quarterbacks in this league. Look at Zaki Poo. <laughs> Got hurt running un, untouched. Look at, look at, again, Lamar Jackson. Look at Tyler Huntley. Look at Geno getting popped on the sideline. Dude, you cannot be a running quarterback in this league. Look at Jim. How did Jimmy Garoppolo wind up on, on the outs in San oh, Francisco? My, dude, Blew bro. his knee out. Bro, Kyler. Look Kyler at Murray. Verticality. Tore, uh, uh, non-contact ACL. Tore it up. I mean, the list of guys that get their brains and legs blown up as running quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not here for it, yeah. man. I'm not here for it. But what should the Chicago Bears do? The Bears have got... I, I'm... Why bring this up, Gavin Vega? Why? Why? <laughs> uh, they should go hardcore defense. De uh, get, get good on the lines. This is a rebuild. 
The Chicago Bears need both the offensive and the defensive lines. And if, you know, listen, if you end up with, let's say, Will Anderson as an edge rusher, I think it's a mistake. You need, and we've talked about this repeatedly on this show. Yeah. I, this, this team needs the absolute, positive, best option at defensive tackle. Yeah. And I am not trading so far down that I do not end up with Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is the guy. That is your Hall of Famer, all-time great defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. 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 Ditka. That's who it is. It's not Will Anderson. And I see all these mock trades that say, you know, the Bears and the Colts are going to make a deal and the Colts will be one and the Bears will be four. And that. Hell Whatever. no. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. I am happy to trade. I don't want to go below three. Yeah. First two guys gone in this draft are probably Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And then if I'm the Bears, I'm going three, and I'm taking Jalen Carter. Will Anderson's a hell of a player. That's not what you need right now. It's not what you need right now. Will Anderson is Khalil Mack, and that how did that draft work out for us? So just to be clear, are you saying that they should get after a quarterback in this draft, or what no, is your? No, they should. The bear, the Bears have our, our quarterback is Justin Fields. It is what it is. My question is, who's the best available backup quarterback? Because you're going to need him. Yeah. And you damn well had better draft offensive, defensive line number one, offensive line number two. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. ever pressure the quarterback, and we can't protect the quarterback. You can't stop the run either. Okay, I feel better. Good, excellent. I feel better. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Uh, I'm passionate about the Bears, too. You you light me up on the Bears, Cubs, or Bulls, and we'll be here for days. You know. We'll be here for days. Uh, the Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Again, more bad weather. It, it snowed in the Jeezy this morning, theadvocates.com. Snowed up here in the Valley this morning, theadvocates.com. Every day we see guys who drive to work without their lights on. If one of those idiots hits you, don't call your insurance company, man. Get to theadvocates.com because your insurance company is not fighting for you. Do you understand that your insurance company is fighting for their shareholders? They have hundreds of attorneys. Yeah. You don't have one? Yeah, you do. It's the advocates. And the best part is the advocates aren't trying to get in your pockets and, and take all your money up front. They don't charge consultation fees. They don't charge retainers. They're going to help you defer your medical bills to keep that bread in your pocket. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. And they are going to fight like dogs for you, man. You need somebody that will get your life right. You need to concentrate on your health. They're going to help you do that. You need to concentrate on getting back to work. They're going to help you do that. Because when you work with a, a, a group of attorneys, the quality and the professionalism of the advocates, you don't have to worry about your case because they got you, man. That's why they're called The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney online for free, 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Joshua Mose asks a great question. Who wins in a fight, Mike Dicker or Hurricane? <laughs> oh, Dicker. Dicker. I love talking NFL draft. I am a geek. I watch the Combine. Mm -hmm. I love drafting. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I also like talking the NBA. Let's talk Utah jazz basketball on the Monty show. Uh, as we have an update for you, uh, on, on the Utah jazz and the John Collins situation. We, we've been on this, uh, for the better part of a year now. We started talking about different incarnations and in the jazz efforts to get John Collins in July. Yeah. And we've gone back. It's funny. We've gone back because the haters, they see, 
What I love about haters in this business is they ain't breaking me, man. They making me, mm-hmm. as the old saying goes. So we went back and looked at our reporting on John Collins. In July, we reported that the Jazz were one of the most aggressive teams on John Collins. In October, we again said that they will continue to chase John Collins. In early December, we reported that they were in touch with Atlanta on John Collins. We even had the trade in December that they were talking about with John Collins. Yeah. And we had that Phoenix came in as a third. Phoenix didn't want to give up a one. They pulled out of that trade. They went other avenues. Right. And now we have been on this for the most of the week that the Jazz are by far the most aggressive team on John Collins. And we got information last night uh, from a couple of sources of ours. Um, And again, I would tell you that we do not rely on just, hey, one guy told us this, so we're going to call it a fact. Yeah. We really work hard to make sure that our stuff is accurate on the Jazz. And we were told last night that the Jazz are asking for a first and a second as compensation to take John Collins's contract. And we were told again that Atlanta has balked at giving up one of their first round picks and that Phoenix is again willing to get involved as a third team in this in this deal uh, to get this trade done. And the current incarnation that's being talked about, there you see it, is the Utah Jazz will end up with John Collins and Dario Saric. Saric is on an expiring deal. They will send Malik Beasley and Talon Horton Tucker to Atlanta. Jared Vanderbilt to Phoenix. Phoenix will also get uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from Atlanta. They will send a one to the Jazz. Atlanta will get Jay Crowder from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. They will send a two to the Jazz. And the Jazz will end up with John Collins and Dario Saric. John Collins is owed just short of about $80 million on the remainder of his contract in the next three and a half seasons. The last year of his deal is, in fact, a player option, so he can opt out of that. But I, I think that, you know, the, the verbiage that, that we used last night, um, and I, I will read you my tweets directly. Yeah. Uh, because I want you guys to understand that, well, and this is on my Twitter account, um, that the they have been talking recently. This isn't something that was three weeks ago. Right. The Jazz and the and the Hawks have been talking this week. NBA sources tell me the Utah Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks have had recent, extensive, and productive talks on John Collins. The Jazz are asking for multiple picks with Collins to offset the size of his contract. Atlanta is looking for a third team to complete that deal. And largely that's because they don't want to, I think they don't want to give up multiple picks on John Collins, which makes sense, frankly. Uh, The Hawks would receive Malik Beasley, Talon Horton Tucker from the Jazz. The Phoenix Suns would have interest in uh, the deal to send Jay Crowder to Atlanta with Vanderbilt going to Phoenix along with Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Jazz would receive a first in 2023 and a second uh, in 2023 from the Hawks and the Suns. And again, I think the, the, the interesting part of this is is that the Suns have been almost unwilling to part with draft capital, but have been unable to find a deal to move Crowder and improve their roster without including a first this year. And the interesting bit here was, 
that last night the the new owner of the Suns was in Phoenix. Yeah. For his first Suns game. And I think what you see is 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 a a ramping up of energy in Phoenix to get a deal done. Because I think you also had an interesting convergence of things last night and that is that Cam Johnson came back and he dropped 19 points in just about 20 minutes for the Suns. And you're starting to see that if you make a deal because you should get Book back here in the next 10, 10 to 14 days. He should be back in the lineup from that groin strain. Chris Paul is day-to-day, and I think the Suns, from what I understand, have come to a place where they understand that they just can't trust Chris Paul to be healthy. They're in a situation where I think they know they need to make a deal. They know that there is some frustration in the locker room in Phoenix that Jay Crowder is being treated the way he's being treated. I think Suns players side with Jay Crowder from what I've been told. If they can alleviate that situation by sending Crowder to Atlanta, and if they can bring an injection of talent like Bogdan Bogdanovich and Jared Vanderbilt into their room and into their lineup, and then you add Cam, CP3, and Devin Booker back to that, now you've got a transformed energy and a transformed roster that gives you a lot more flexibility and you can play the style of ball that Monty Williams wants to play. Mm-hmm. And there's also this thing in Phoenix about the the ownership situation. Bob Sarver has sold that team. It's not completed yet. But one of the questions is, who is going to sign the check on this trade? Is that going to be the new owner or is that going to be Robert Sarver? And I would tell you right now, sources are telling me that they're kind of in agreement, the new owner and Bob Sarver, that a deal needs to be made and that they can get a deal done. And the Suns have said, hey, we want to make this deal, but we don't want to give up a first-round pick to make this deal. Well, I think they've come back now because they've gone out to the market and they have not been able to make a trade for Jay Crowder without giving up a first-round pick. That's what the difference in this deal is. If the if the Jazz can get a first from the Suns and a second from the Hawks, I think this deal's done. Yeah. And I think if I had to put a percentage on it, I think I would put this deal at 70-30 that John Collins winds up wearing a Jazz uniform on February 9th. Yeah, and I think that it makes sense. I mean, again, you know, what better way to describe it other than, hey, the deal makes sense for everyone involved. It makes them better. And it's just a matter of draft compensation, as it is with most deals. So, to me, this ownership thing in Phoenix has been an issue for a minute. I mean, the ownership thing has has been... I mean, Bob Sarver has been a problem for that organization going back five years. I mean, we ten we, years, uh, twenty years. Yeah, like I mean, he, he's been he's been an issue for a long time, and and I think that once this sale is officially done and Sarver's out of the picture and everybody can move on and go about their merry way, then I think you're going to see you know the sun just kind of take off. I, I really believe that because then culturally the building's going to feel better. There's going to be new energy. There's going to be a lot of initiatives, I would guess, because new owners always like to come in and do that type of thing. So to me, I think the Suns are really waiting on that, but make no mistake about it. I mean, this deal, this deal needs to get done for everyone involved. And I, and I really feel like, you know, Danny's not asking too much. That's a lot of money to take on in the John Collins contract. And by the way, he's definitely taking on the lion's share of money overall. It's not like, you know, Phoenix is taking on some exorbitant amount of contract money, right? Like they're taking on a reasonable amount, nothing over the top, nothing, nothing crazy. So to me, I just, I look at this and I say, man, like the deal just needs to get done. It just needs to get done. They need to connect on the draft compensation. And that's why I think the 70, 30 percentage is, is spot on because it makes sense for everyone involved. 
The money makes sense. Danny's willing. Just wants to get what what he feels is proper for doing what he's doing in this deal. So I I, I think this is this is this is good to go. Yeah, I, I'm curious if they can if they can get a deal done. And I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that they can. I I think that there is a lot of reason to believe that that Phoenix could hold this deal up. But I also think there's a lot of reason to believe that Robert Sarver and the new owner have gotten together now. It's a huge step that the, the deal is not closed in Phoenix for the sale of that club. And the new owner was in Phoenix last night for his first game. That tells you it's close. That tells you it's all but done. And that tells you there is a higher level of communication going on right now than there has been previously. Yeah. yeah. And that all points to, hey, we know we have a window here to win a championship now. We just need to make, and I think they're two deals away. I think they are two deals away. If you get Bogdan Bogdanovich and you, you get Jared Vanderbilt, I think that makes a big, big difference for you. And you're giving up Jay Crowder and Dario Sarge, who are two guys that are not contributing for you, and you're giving up a and you're giving up a first round pick. I don't mm-hmm. know why you wouldn't do that deal. I think it makes all the sense in the world, and I, I think. Again, I would put it at 70% that that deal happens. Yeah, I, I, that's why I said it's rare in the NBA when everyone benefits. Everyone benefits. It makes everybody better, and the money works. The, the money absolutely works. You don't have to go conniving or, like, you know, twisting paper or whatever to make the, the money work. It, it works with and, this structure. And, by the way, again, I will just say Danny Ainge asking for draft picks here is the exact right thing to do. Yeah. The exact right thing to do. Um. Tanner says, oh boy, here comes the we're always right part of the show. Well, you can be all upset about it or be salty upset about, about it, but we're going to keep pointing it out as long as keep people keep, 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 people keep saying that we're our sources are trust me, bro. Yeah. It's our responsibility to, to, to lay out that, hey, we've been reporting on this and we were 1,000% the first ones to start talking about John Collins in July. And, and it's our responsibility to point that out. So yeah. if you, like, with all due respect, Tanner, if you want to be salty about that, that's fine, but it's going to keep happening. Yep, Brett Robbins uh, says, we kind of know about the Collins deal. They have to be looking at other stuff, right? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. The Jordan Clarkson situation, I think, continues to linger. Um, I think the Jazz are in a no-win situation on Jordan Clarkson. We've talked about that at length on this show, that you don't want to trade Jordan Clarkson. You don't want to lose Jordan Clarkson, but the reality is... That doesn't matter because you can't control his movement. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson has a player option that he is going to exercise out of, and he is going to become an unrestricted free agent this summer. And there's a real good chance he's going to get 70 plus million dollars out of that deal. Why would you sign him for $70 million for three more years? Because I think Jordan Clarkson is not a key cog on a championship jazz team. And that jazz team, you're probably not a championship contender until the last year or the year after that. So I don't know why you would be paying him $72 million. That, that in my mind, doesn't make a lot of sense. I think you are going to trade, with, I think almost without doubt, Beasley's gone, Vando's gone. I think Kelly Olynyk's gone. I think Mike Conley, Mike Conley to Dallas or the Clippers, like it, it just is not, it's not arguable anymore. Mike Conley has a ton of, of suitors in this league right now. Yeah. And I think the Clippers are absolutely right there. I think Dallas is right there. I think that you look at Malik Beasley, there is probably a dozen teams, eight to 10 teams that want access to Malik Beasley. Yeah. Without a doubt. 
I think he, you look at Jordan Clarkson, he's got a dozen suitors. There is a a no shortage of Jordan Clarkson demand around the NBA. Well, look at these guys. What are they? Why why is there so much demand? Because they are tools on a championship caliber team. Correct. You're a shooter. You're a leader. You're you know you do these different things that are uh, a, a a subsect of a great championship team. So. You know, Mike and, and, and Luca, that makes a lot of sense to me. Get Luca off the ball, bring in some flexibility, take some pressure off with constantly having to bring it up. Like, that makes sense, you know? You look at the Clippers. They need some leadership at point guard. Yes. Reggie Jackson can't play 48 minutes a night. Like, you 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 need somebody. So, like, Mike makes sense. JC, there. what more do you need to say other than the guy's a paid assassin? Put his ass as a six-man on your team. He's going to give you 20 a night. Yeah. He just is. So that's why I say that's why there's all this interest in these guys. Yep, I agree. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, just get the damn deal done already. I'm sick of waiting. Agreed. I, I mean, there is probably four or five deals that Jazz could make today if they really wanted to. Um, but again, I think if you want to maximize what you're going to move on this roster, keep Beasley and Clarkson in different deals. I think that is a really important one. And, and frankly, I would keep Mike Conley in his own deal. Like, I would not be packaging, you know, like look at this Atlanta trade that we're talking about. If you look at the guys that you're packaging here and you look at this deal, you're packaging Beasley, Talon Horton Tucker, and Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Those are not guys that are making or breaking you. Those are not. Mike Conley, if you don't get value from Mike Conley, my feeling is that, that that's a big loss. If you trade him for... If you make a boy on Bogdanovich deal for Mike Conley, <laughs> you're screwing it up. Yeah. Right? But if you can keep Beasley, Clarkson, and, and, and Mike in different deals, I think that helps you a lot. I think it helps you a lot. And, I, you know, frankly, I, I would love for it to, to happen today. Like, that would be fantastic. I don't get the sense that it will. I think this is going to be a couple of weeks, in my opinion. Uh, Eric and Rowley says, these guys don't have the luxury to be wrong on any of these reports about the Jazz. They don't have any cover from bosses at the traditional media outlets. We don't get the luxury of, hey, my, you know, trust me, bro, which is what everybody always yeah. says about sources. W what is the win for us in making up things? I, I always love this discussion. Yeah. You know, like if, if it's trust me, bro, or you don't have any sources, what's the win in that for us? Mm -hmm. Does that get us more attention? It probably does not. Well, think about it. Think about it. I mean, just like take... Take us out of it for a second. Just just characterize it as a sports talk show that you listen to. If that sports talk show regularly brought you stuff that was wrong, that was not right, would you keep listening to them? Well, you probably wouldn't. Probably not, right? So, yeah, we work for ourselves. We are independent. We don't have bosses or 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 the ESPN shield to cover us, right? Like we don't we don't have that luxury. So so it doesn't upset us, but with all due respect, Tanner, or anybody else who wants to say, oh, here comes the we told you so segment, yeah, you're damn right, because we need to prove. At we, times. Like, it's not every day, but, like, I think it's important to lay out, hey, we have been saying this before. Anybody else was saying it. Yeah, we were on an island when we were saying it, and we're on an island now. Tony Jones, awesome piece in The Athletic yesterday that he published about about a lot of different things. He wrote about several different things inside this article, but was talking about this situation. And he's got a little bit different of a take on it. But my yeah. point is, is that we don't have the the athletic, you know, thing. Listen, if we had been wrong about them trading Rudy Gobert, how many people would actually still be here? Yeah. I don't think not many. I mean, if, if we were wrong about 
uh, you know, the Donovan Mitchell situation, or like if we had been completely out of left field on that stuff, you guys would know that already. You don't, do you really think you make shit up and you're just accidentally right? <clears throat> do you know how hard that would be to like even look at the Jazz and be like, oh yeah, they're, how do you put trades together that, that work? Like, do you think you just go to the ESPN trade machine and like move stuff around and hope for the best? Like, what is that? You can go and do that. You don't need me to tell you that. Like, it's so funny to me that people are like, oh, you just make stuff up. Okay, cool, man. And, and the best part is when you say, well, hey, you know, you point out, you know, to, which is why I don't tweet with people ever. I like, you rarely yeah. see me in my replies. Yeah. But like, you'll say to somebody, they'll be like, hey, you make stuff up. You never get anything right. Well, you know, we did have Rudy was cancer in the locker room. Everybody had that. Okay, well, hey, we did have that they were going to trade Rudy. Well, everybody knew that. And it, it's like, there's just no winning in it. So there's no reason to argue. Uh, Mape says, uh, is it crazy that the Jazz are going to turn Rudy and Don into a massive uh, draft capital along with Collins and Laurie? It is crazy. But it, it, it's, I remember the day that Danny Ainge made the Gobert trade. Jake even said, it's wild to watch Danny Ainge operate for the Jazz. Yeah. It's because you're operating like a major market team. Yes. Which is fantastic. You know, uh, let's see. Brett Burnett says, Suns have said they will give up the first round pick. Not sure the Suns will be the team as the Jazz have Cavs, Clips, and Wolves talk. I completely disagree. The Suns have not at all said they will give up a first round pick. They have been so unwilling to give up a first round pick. Yeah. They, they just, and, and again, I just go back with all these other teams that hey, we don't speculate on guys. Right? We, we, it, I'm not going to speculate that Mike Conley's going, unless somebody tells us that and we can confirm like the Clipper thing. How did we get the Clippers stuff first? Well, the, our sources at the Jazz told us, hey, the Clippers have shown a lot of interest. They've talked to us routinely about Mike Conley. And then we go out to NBA and say, hey, and they're like, you got to put stuff together. You can't, you can't just rando throw guys' names out there and think that, A, it's disrespectful, and B, it's just not the right thing to do. Well, get your facts straight. I, I, I just don't think it is. Gavin Vega, I think Collins' contract is not nearly as bad as people think. We can use him in a year or two for a real star without forking up Laurie's salary. Well, and I think Laurie being on a very team-friendly mm -hmm. deal helps a lot. Yep. And I think John Collins, in two years, his salary isn't going to matter because the cap number is going to have gone up. And you're going to make more. If, if this team wins, it, look at the building now and all the renovations they've done in the, the, the Delta Center. Yeah. And you look at how many fans are in there and how much merchandise they're not selling because people hate the uniforms. What's that place going to be like when everybody's got a marketing jersey on, it's packed, and you're in a, a seven-game series? Yeah. That place is going to be lit. The money they're going to make off their TV deal will be transformative. Um, Brett Robbins says, Gay, uh, Balmoral, and Doak have zero trade value. They are more, they are money fillers. I, I just think they're, I think Rudy Gay actually has value in that somebody would take him. Yeah. You're not getting a first round pick for Rudy Gay. I, you, you're not. He's, yeah. a, he's a 9, 10, 11 guy on, some, on a playoff team's bench. You know, uh, Anthony says, get it done, DA. Snag A.J. Griffin instead of that second-round pick. Yeah, you could, you could do that. I doubt Atlanta will want to do that. Uh, Brandon Butler says, I think Phoenix is the only hang-up. Getting two owners to do a deal is going to take a lot of convincing. I think that's already happened. I think that, that 
James Jones, the general manager of the Suns, wanted to make a deal already. Yeah. He wanted to pull the trigger in the first week of January. And I just don't think there was a line of communication open. And as they've, as they've gone through these games, especially without Book, they've gone through these games and they have just suffered. It's kind of ratcheted up the urgency, as I've been told. Isn't and I think funny, that's helped. Isn't it funny how losing will push along awkward situations? Oh like, it's, like it's awkward, right? Like to have, have a guy on his way out who did and said what he did uh, and have a new owner coming in. I mean, it is awkward. There's no way around it. But losing always motivates people, it seems. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. As snow and salt motivates you to get a car wash, right? Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. I mean, it's rough when people can't stop and won't stop checking you out. Yeah, I mean, well, you know about that, right? I mean, obviously, like, you're, everyone's always, you know, checking you out, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, they can't stop, won't stop, you, you know. I'm a man! <clears throat> Quick quack car wash, I love that it's effective and efficient. They do a great job washing your car. Nobody would be going to Quick Quack if the car wash was bad, right? So the car wash is fabulous. And the people are fabulous. The price is right. And they're quick and efficient. They understand you don't have all day to sit in line at the car wash. By the way, the vacuums are free. The towels are free. It's just a great place to get your car washed. A quick quack car wash. They bring you all of our NBA and Utah jazz talk on the Monty Show. Jacob DeLambo. Danny is gatekeeping talent, and I love it. He is. Yeah. He is. LFG uh, says, here for the funny bits and audio drops. Hey, guys. What's up, LFG? Oh, you need, he you says need, you need some hey guys love. He says hey all the way from NYC. Hey guys, hey guys. love it. Uh, Burnett says Conley to the Clips for sure after Conley lit them up. Yeah, I think they were also far more interested in Mike before that. LFG says uh, Jazz fans, are you happy with Ainge as a GM? How could you not be? Yeah, I mean, I think he's done well. I wonder what the Knicks are going to do. I, the Julius Randle saga in New York has been fascinating to watch play out. And I think his he has just been a really solid player this year. And I think a lot of it probably is because, you know, Rick Brunson's kid has been very good. I mean, Jalen Brunson's been a really good – he's worth the second-round tampering pick he gave up. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that, which is the problem for the NBA. People tamper because it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. But Jalen Brunson's been fabulous for them. I think, again, and I know that R.J. Barrett puts up 20 a game, but is R.J. Barrett really a guy that – makes or breaks you in a championship team. I mean, I think he starts on a championship team, but I yeah. don't think he's the guy that decides it. I mean, I, I like, you know, he's had a nice little run here where he's put up some numbers and dunked on some dudes, but he just, I yeah. don't know, man. I'm just not all in on RJ. Yeah. Uh, LFG says, Jake, with all due respect, audio drop. With all go. due respect. Uh, he says, Danny Ainge, I, I, so old I remember his NCAA tourney layup versus Notre Dame. Then months later, listened to Detroit Tigers radio and Ainge batted for the Blue Jays, called by Ernie Harwell. Ah, the late great Ernie Harwell. Those were the days. Tyler P. says, no reporters had Don going to the Cavs or Gobert going to the Wolves until it actually happened. Nobody did. That's what I'm saying. Nobody did. And, and I, I, we had heard the Cavs very early on were interested in Donovan Mitchell, but we had, if you go back and look at our tweets, the Jazz did not want to take Colin Sexton in return. The Jazz did not want to do that deal. And I, I think, 
I just can't believe the Knicks didn't make that trade. I know I say that every time we talk about this. I cannot believe the Knicks didn't make that trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, still, mean, I think it haunts them to this day. And especially now with Mitchell Robinson going down, like you're 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 dealing with man. some things and and you could have used 30 points tonight. Like you could have. Yeah. Uh let's see. What's the players involved in the Collins trade? Ruffin fam wants to know. Um, well, as it was explained to us. Uh, the players in that deal uh, are Beasley, THT, and Vanderbilt, with Beasley and Talon Horton Tucker ending up in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Jay Crowder from Phoenix goes to Atlanta. Bogdan Bogdanovich and, and Vando go to Phoenix. And John Collins and Dario Saric go to uh, Utah. And the great thing about Dario Saric is he's on an expiring deal. Yeah. And a first from Phoenix and a second from Atlanta. That's the deal as it was explained to us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the sources we talked to have, have been pretty pretty good. Macho man. The Monty ghost will kill that cat and leave it outside your door. Well, well thanks for that. Well. I haven't heard or seen the cat today. No, nah, they've been chilling, bro. They've been chilling. Now, having said that, there was a major changeover in the arena yesterday. Yeah. So my guess is the cats are in hiding. Yeah. Um, cause they covered up the ice. There's fierce fighting at the Maverick center tonight. Get your tickets, maverickcenter.com. By the way, the WWE does go on sale here at the Maverick center today, today, maverickcenter.com. Uh, but I think the cats are probably in hiding. Uh, LFG says can't stop. Won't stop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Jason Dent says you guys are awesome. Do you think a second round pick are worth anything these days? Well, in this coming draft, they are, but I think Danny age is not the GM and he's talked about this. Danny Ainge is not the GM that's going the Oklahoma City route. Nah. He doesn't want to do a five, 10-year rebuild. He ain't got time for that. It, I mean, you look at Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge, I think their relationship is close enough that Danny has full control here. Yeah. Danny wants to win another championship before he's done. And I think the way you do that is you you pile draft picks and you flip them. Yeah. And you swap them. And I do think in the next two years, this draft and the next draft, second-round picks matter. But this is the L.A. Laker argument. Like, right. why are you hanging on to your – 2026 first round pick genie bus it I mean damn thing to you yeah like you're not the Lakers you're not supposed to be rebuilding through the draft for the next five seasons yeah like that's not the way that's not the way you do it uh Mike Maple says can't stop won't stop Rockefeller Records love that song Rockefeller Records that's an oldie JB what's up the mayor of Monty Town lol the Knicks are totally irrelevant again how things could have been if they had gotten Mitchell yeah right like but that's yes. I think that's exactly right yes. they are irrelevant again and yes, yes, yes. the sad thing is they're a playoff team there's no doubt about that like um, but they're not a threat they're not like yeah sure they'll make the playoffs but it's not like oh my god it's the Knicks we're in yeah, trouble but dude they're seventh and frankly they're really just three games out of a, of home court advantage I mean they're not they're irrelevant because nobody talks about the Knicks. But if Leon... What? They're not dangerous. That's why nobody talks oh, about okay, the Knicks. Okay, that's they're the right not, way to say not, that. They're, yeah. not like, they're not like, oh, hey, bro, it's Donnie and Darius coming into town. We better look out, right? Like, that's not what you say about I agree the Knicks. With that. Like, you say, okay, yeah, quickly, RJ, Julius, you know, Jalen. Jalen. Jalen's the biggest problem on that team. If you're playing him, he's the biggest threat. Julius... Julius will get after you, and then some nights he won't. Like Knicks and Hawks tonight. Yeah, like Julius is going to feast on that. Do team. the Knicks trade a significant piece of their starting lineup? Do you trade RJ or Julius? 
I can't I see him trading Julius. I can't see him trade. Julius is playing it an all-star but, level. But again, but again, and maybe this is the philosophical thing. This is why I always reference when we talk Jazz or Knicks or whatever. Philosophically speaking, that's great that he is contributing. But what does that mean? Well, it depends how you look at it. Yeah. It could mean, hey, he's got really high trade value, which he does. Or it could mean, hey, we got to keep this guy because he's performing. I'm telling you that Julius Randle has never been part of a championship situation. And I would move him. I would. Like, you're not a championship team right now. No. And if you're not going to move him, you got to go and get a difference maker. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But Jeremy Bolton, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. Brandon Butler. Let me get that graphic off the screen. My bad. Uh, I would like to see the Jazz flip something for Obi Toppin as a backup to Collins. You know, Obi's an interesting guy. They won't give him the ball there. And I, it, it, there's, I, I still maintain, as much as the Jazz had zero interest in Julius Randle, yeah. I don't believe they had significant interest in Obi Toppin. He, there is some dysfunction there. I don't know what that is. But if you watch their games, and I'm a loser, I watch a lot of Knicks Loser. You watch their games, they don't want to give him the ball. Yeah. There's something to that. I don't know what that is. I'm not close enough to it to know, but there's something there that's awkward. Obi Toppin's a hell of a talented player. I I can get down with that. I agree. Uh, Matthew Webb, good morning, Matt. Uh, So Laurie is number two, Collins the number three, and trade for a superstar for a number one. Or is Laurie ascending further? No, I think you've got it exactly right. We talked about this yesterday on the show. I think Kessler should be the starting five on this team the rest of the year, make or break him. Yeah. Kessler at the five. Imagine John Collins at a four. And I think you can, it just depends on who that star is. Because I'm a guy, and I think you disagree with me on this, but I can see Laurie Markkinen at the two. I, I don't know who you start at point. I don't think you're starting point guard or whoever that ball handler is is on the team now. Mm-hmm. But I, I still maintain today as we sit here constituted, the power forward is the, the gaping hole in this lineup. Yeah, my biggest issue with the, the Laurie at the two thing is it's not that he can't play the two, but my biggest issue is that doesn't put him in a position where he's going to win his matchup regularly. Like if you're playing two... You're playing a lot of perimeter. You're playing a lot of you are. wing, top of the key, movement. But it's your five stuff. best players. Yeah. Like, and this is a John Collins as a three or a four. Yeah. That it, like John Collins can't match up with most threes in this league. He can't. Yeah. But there are some he can. If and, and let's say that somehow, some way, Jason Tatum's your three. Well, John Collins is never going to be a three. Yeah. And if 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 Jason Tatum is on this team, he's a two. Lori's a three, John's a four, Walker's a yes, five. Yes. Right? Like that, the domino falls because of who that guy is. Tell me who that stud is going to be, who that stud wing that you're going to go and acquire in a trade. Tell me who that is. Yeah. And then I'll tell you where everybody lines up. Yeah. But if I want to put the five best players on the floor today, well, I don't know that you have five best players that win every night. I, I don't think you do. This was the issue in Brooklyn. Right, like, how are you going to get five guys together there? KD goes out; they're losing now. Kyrie's their best player, and last night it was it, it was pure frustration in their <laughs> locker room. Yep, pure frustration because you don't have an alpha there. Kevin Durant, when he's healthy, they were rolling. Because that balance. So what happens now? Well, we need more from Ben Simmons. He's got to get it. When Kevin Durant's there, is Ben Simmons a problem? Nope, nope. So what five guys are you putting out on the floor? John Collins should be a power forward. 
Nine nights out of 10, you know, like 59 out of 60 minutes. Yeah. Homies should be a four. But Excuse they're me, the, the proper nomenclature is buddy. Buddy should be a four. <laughs> <laughs> but there are going to be times where he's a five. There are going to be times where he's a three. Laurie Markkinen can play the two, three, and the four. Yeah. Yeah. Walker Kessler, I think, could be a four or a five. It just depends. Ask me if he comes back to camp next year, Walker, with a jump shot. Mm-hmm. Does that he have a seven? Does he have a seven to ten footer? Now he can be a four. Yeah. Just it just depends. Brett Robbins says Collins is not a three. It just depends. I'm about putting your five best players on the floor together. This is why Talon Horton Tucker is such an enigma. Twenty one years old, and sometimes you just want to strangle that dude. Yes. But there are other times where he just runs people over with that A. That A. And you love it. Look at, look at NAW. I look at NAW, and I'm frustrated with him right now. Because sometimes he's 20 points, and sometimes <coughs> he's terrified. <coughs> sometimes he's the cat who's pregnant under the bleachers, right? Like, sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably, See, uh, physiologically, no, that's um, probably a non-starter. You know. But, you know, um, it just depends. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ruffin Fam says, thank you. Uh, guys, for always having a great show and info. Thanks, Ruffin. Appreciate yeah, you. I appreciate you. Uh, Webb says, as in the best player on a championship team, Laurie Markkinen's not that guy. Nah, he ain't that guy. He's a number two on a championship. He Okay. This he, incarnation he of Laurie's a number two. He is Robin to Batman on a championship team. I agree. I think he can be. The problem is the model today, if you look at, look at how much better the Celtics were last night because seven was back on the floor. Yeah. Right, like you look at you look at Tatum and Brown together. That's dynamic, Batman and Robin. Yeah, but you take Brown off the floor and they sputter a little bit more because now a you know a a a, a Marcus Smart has to be Robin. Grant Williams has to have five threes for you to win. It's not gonna. It's not nearly as good. So right now, this incarnation of Laurie Markkinen is the best Laurie Markkinen I've ever seen. Yeah, and I I am a rabid Bulls fan. Watched him in Cleveland. He was a passive, let me take this jump shot instead of go to the paint. Yeah. And now he's just, I mean, the posters alone he's had this year. We went back and looked at all of his posters. There was a, there was a jazz thread yesterday about his best poster. It's, it's Vucevic in Chicago. And why is that? Because he blew by Pat Williams and then hammer dunked on Vuce in Chicago. And it was mean. You know. Anyway, Tyler P, GMs are so afraid to get taken in, uh, by Danny Ainge that they hurt themselves just not to get embarrassed. Yes, yes they are. And that's real, yes, bro. Yes, they are. We see it. We see it all the time. Yep, this hour of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Did you get the Asado seasoning yet? In the comments, have you gotten the Asado seasoning at bbqpitstop.com? Yes, yes, yes. Why have you not gone into the Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the Jeezy, St. George or Murray, and gotten that that bottle of Asado seasoning? Why have you not gotten a BBQ pit stop where you can shop online, but you can also chat with one of their experts yeah. for free? BBQpitstop.com. Why have you not gotten the Asado seasoning? Flavor knuckles, do Asado it. seasoning. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Do Look it. at that. See, it's easy. Flavor knuckles. I've put flavor knuckles in eggs. The other day, that we made breakfast for... impressively good. We made, we made breakfast for Linner, 
And I'm telling you that the Flavor Knuckles Asado seasoning. Bomb, bro. I put Asado seasoning on wings. Unbelievable. And even though you're going to hang out with the girl you shouldn't be friends with on Sunday, I'm still going to make myself wings Uh and watch football with Mrs. Monty. And I'm going to have myself some Asado wings. I'm telling you, drop some Asado seasoning on that pizza next time you go to Papa Murphy's. It, 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 you can't go wrong with it. Mix some Asado seasoning into your ranch dressing because nobody ever likes blue cheese. Put it in your ranch dressing, dude. Yeah. Nobody Watch it transform cheese. your life. And the thing you know about Barbecue Pit Stop, by the way, is that they have the best equipment. That's just, you can just check that box every single time, right? It's Traeger. I'm a Traeger guy through and through. Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. Yep, yep, yep. They got it all. Best equipment, best tongs, knives. Tongs. Aprons. Every dude needs a pair of tongs. Mats to go in front of your pellet smoker. Done. Pellets. Done. Uh, Grill covers. Done. Pizza ovens. Done. They got it all, man. But you're buying their expertise. When you go in the Barbecue Pit Stop or you chat with them online at bbqpitstop.com and you say, hey, you know, what is wing dust? They're going to they're gonna walk you through it. You're not dumb. You're not, you don't have to feel embarrassed. They're going to say, okay, hey, here's how wing dust works. Here's what you do with, like last time we were in the uh, Lehigh store, Steve, who's the owner of the Lehigh store, like, hey, you got to try this wing dust, man. It, your wife's a vegetarian, right? Like he knows my wife's a vegetarian. Well, which pretty much makes you a vegetarian. Which pretty much makes yeah. me a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. And he gives me like these cauliflower, you know how vegetarians make cauliflower wings? Yeah. Which essentially is just chunks of cauliflower. It's like, try this dust for your cauliflower wings. Yes, yes, yes. Bomb. It was amazing. It was amazing. Can I? Stop it. There's no reason to be obtuse. <laughs> All flats for football weekend, Monty. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> No, bro. My guy coming in. No, bro. In. Hang out with Jake for that, you know. Uh, Greg looking for a fight, LOL. Oh, God. Now, listen, Greg. I know you're a big Don't international TV star. and Greg's actually a TV star. He's a model. He actually is. But, guy, and I know you went to Utah, so the education. And she took offense. Greg. Hawkins is legit one of the is probably the biggest Utah Utes fan I know. So I kid. You know. Like, dude. Kyler McIntosh says Asado on Quesadillas is a great as watching Collins and Lori taking turns posterizing buddies. That's right. There we go. That's my guy right there. Way to work Whoa. in a buddy reference. Ken Williams says yuck meat rules. I've heard that about you. Uh, cauliflower wings are great. Mike Phillips says they are. They're actually really good. Last time marketing played this well was U of A. I would agree. Uh, you know, uh, let's see. Brother says, I will say not really. I never try the asado before. Head to the supermarket and try that asado. BBQ pit stop. Not exactly. Uh, besides is at Utah. Seriously. BBQpitstop.com. Buy the yeah, asado dude. seasoning on yep. their website. They'll ship it to you. We've seen it in California, Texas. Phoenix. Uh, a couple of our Florida guys are Phoenix guys online. Like I'm t- They ship right to your front door, man. Make it happen. Brother. 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 <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, brother also says, Greg is blue cheese fam. I see. Look through the mirror. Exactly. But no right. one's going to disrespect me. No. Uh, Cody says, take Aiton, please. I can't stand watching this man on my team. (laughs) (laughs) If DeAndre Aiton could just, if he could just catch the basketball. That's an issue. And the way you do that in the NBA is by eating asado seasoning. You got at bbqpitstop.com or at any of their five Utah locations, Leighton Lehigh, St. George, Logan, and Murray.
Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. DeAndre needs to keep the... They, he needs to catch the ball. Is catching the basketball when you're playing basketball important? Dude, I'm telling you, Ron Sapochik, my great Ron high Sapochik. school basketball coach, always, always used to say, if you can catch the ball, I can play you on my team. If you cannot catch the ball, you cannot be here. He always used to pound Sometimes, that Sometimes, okay, you maybe. Know. You know. Uh, Ken Williams says, we put that season on pork chops. Oh, oh. dude. I'm a sucker for a good pork chop. Uh, Matthew Webb says, Monty's, I want to send you my movie. Okay, look, this is a PG show. Well, here's show. what you can do. Here's what you can do. I have a plan. Why don't you join the membership, <laughs> jump in the Instagram group, and send us a link. Yeah. How about that? That's what I'm saying. Put a link to your movie in the members-only Instagram chat. Yeah. How about that? Which, by the way, to get into the members-only Instagram chat, you just click the join button on this link that I just put in the chat. Hook it up, and that'll happen. Uh, Lewis says, look, I can understand people saying blue cheese is nasty, but ranch, you have to try wild coyote ranch. Look, if you don't like ranch, that's an issue. I don't know the kind of crack you got to smoke or how much like, of it to how not, do you like, not ranch. like ranch. There's I, something I, wrong I, with you I on don't that. understand how people are born who like blue cheese over ranch. It's just weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It's weird. How's it possible? Jaron Eccles says the real ones will hear these words. Da 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 da. That's right. Da 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 da. Uh huh. Da da. Okay. Well said. Alan Corbin says drums, flats, they're all equal to me, sir. Yeah, it's all chicken. Alan, who hurt you? Like, it's all chicken. Have, have you gotten counseling for these issues? It's all chicken. Uh, drums, drums. Uh, Matthew Webb. Oh damn. Uh, Luis Capazzo, who, whoa, catching a, a ball, a requirement? Somebody forgot to inform Gobert of that. Well. You know. Uh, Lewis says, I drink Wild Coyote Ranch. Hey, okay, now. Okay, you next level, my guy. Hey, now. Uh, Ken Williams says, LOL is movie, Monty. You might like it. Hey, man. We don't, we don't watch that kind of movie on this show. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Kyler McIntosh says, people who don't like ranch think Jordan didn't push off. Well, well, the reality Listen. is he did push. There was no whistle, so he didn't push. Wait, yeah, I'm going to go back, and I would tell you never push. Let it come out naturally. Yeah, but team I, lean. You know, um, I'm just saying as somebody who stands and squats uh, to clean the ball, uh, I, I've, I, and I'll go back and check again, but I'm pretty sure last time I checked the box score from the Jazz Bulls game. Right, right. I don't remember seeing a foul called on Jordan for pushing off. I mean, I, I, I could go back and check. Um, you know. Um, but, and maybe I don't know how to read a box. Hey, score. Michael, did you push Michael. off? Michael. Jacob Yates says, can we get Jimmy Butler, spend the draft capital, get the number one? Eh. Michael Jordan's Michael. son, Jimmy Butler, is Michael. He legitimately, you know. I'm a believer. Michael Jordan is Jimmy Butler's father. Check his DNA. Fat Jesus. How's your uh, Fat Jesus had rotator cuff oh, surgery yesterday? Oh, that's right. That's right. Blue cheese fans are the chosen ones. Okay, so so the drugs from the surgery haven't worn off yet. Well, and I would say if you would eat ranch, you would have never torn your rotator cuff. You know. Blue cheese weakens the bones. I, I, we yeah, all know I mean, that. There's just It's backed by science. By the way, the rotator cuff is not a bone. It's a... Anyway, <laughs> I got a bone for you. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, cope. Coping with my pain. Seriously. <laughs> uh, talking with Raphael podcast. On the New Skin Radio Network. I thought, uh, wow, Raphael. I thought we talked about ranch being God's semen. It is. 
I mean, I don't know what else we could <laughs> better way to describe that ranch drug. God's semen. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Okay. Well, Raphael, we'll see you in hell. Uh, <laughs> my guess is when you go to hell, right? You go to hell and you knock on the door. Hey, it's Raphael. I'm here. And they're like, sir, the ranch is not here. Welcome to our buffet of blue cheese dressing. And by the way, the Roquefort with all those moldy crumbles right over there, it's sir. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. And we have a pile of flats, raw, bloody chicken Whoa. flats, Whoa. uncooked. Whoa. Can you imagine eating raw chicken legs in blue cheese dressing? Oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> My bad. <clears throat> you know. Patrick Mann says, heading to uh, Orlando next week. Has anyone ever caught a magic game? Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. Go check out the solar bears too. And dude, you know what you should do? I'm telling you, if you have extra time, drive the coast of Florida. Like it's yeah. not a hard drive. Yeah. It nice. is not a hard drive. No. Nice. Uh, Matt Ritson says blue cheese crumbles best dude, everything. Matt, you know, I was just starting to like Matt too. And this is what I get. This is what I get. I mean, I, I mean, I, what am I supposed to do with you, Matt? You put me in such a terrible position. Yeah. I like, come on, you know, come on. Um, <laughs> Brother says Raphael has blue cheese in on the buffet, Monty. He does Damn. at his house. He probably does. Uh, Tanner says, wait, I thought you said there was no hell, Mont. There's not. Hell's not real. It, but if it was, Satan would be serving blue cheese dressing. In God's name, image. Because I can get like down this. with this thing that ranch dressing is, is Jesus Christ semen. Right. I mean, it's holy water, essentially. Right. You know. Yeah. Obviously. Right. I'm just saying. God bless. Uh, Matthew Webb says Florida is underrated. It is. Yeah, until totally until agree. hurricanes come through, and then it's a little overrated. You know. Uh, Ron Nolan says, hey, Monty, did you say I don't have a bidet, but my water pick will do? Oh, God, wiping your butt with a water pick? Bro. What are you? Dude, what? Do you, are you guys gonna, Are you guys okay? <coughs> are you guys it's okay? Fri it's Friday. There's, there's four minutes left in the show. Cut them some slack. Speaking of blue cheese, by the way, it is National Cheese Day. Yeah. Yeah. It is National Cheese Day. Yep. Are you a big cheese guy? Oh, yeah. Yep, I am. Now, I'm a big queso guy. Mm -hmm. I am not a big cheese guy. Where are you at on the queso at Chipotle? It's always stale. It's always got like that layer of... Yeah. They got to stir it up. Whatever that is, that pond scum that sits on top I'm of it. sorry, pond scum? It's pond scum. Today is National Cheese Day. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind some like jalapeno cheddar cheese. Mm -hmm. I like that a little bit. Nachos, pretzels with cheese. Again, it's just too bad that you're gonna you're gonna hang out with your your girlfriend over the weekend because I think I'm gonna make an awesomeness of food on Sunday. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do nachos. I could see doing pretzels. Yeah. Oh, pretzels with queso. Oh, yeah, dip dude. that queso in ranch. Ooh, yes, sir. Uh, the, oh, my God, just like that. Oh. Right? And by the way, the other thing I want to talk about today is I'm a little burned out on all this weed smell. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was weed or Wednesday was weed Wednesday. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that everywhere you go, it either smells like pee or weed? <laughs> 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 or like somebody who smoked weed took a leak over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little burnt on this. Like we, when we were in L.A., we were walking through Huntington Beach. Yeah. And 
you know, Main Street and Huntington Beach just smells like weed. Puff, puff, pass, eh? You know, like we were, we were, I can't remember where we were here in Salt Lake. It was just like, dude, that smells like weed. Well. Like the stank. I mean, when Snoop came through. Well, that's Snoop, though. Yeah. But like the whole building smelled like weed. L.A., Park City, the ski slopes. My neighbor stands out behind their house and smokes weed. Like, am I the only one that's over it? Like, I get it. It's legal and that's cool. But am I the only tool bag that doesn't like the smell of weed? I, I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not a weed guy. I'm I am not, so I, not I, a weed I'm guy. I'm not a weed guy. I think it's just, I'm not saying it's bad or it's some horrible thing. I, it's just not for me. And, you know, like, it is what it is, man. Like, I, I think that... You know, it, as a kid, that you know, in elementary school, they would always tell you, weed is a gateway drug. You're going to hell. You do weed, you're going to be a cocaine addict in no time. You're going to hell to smoke weed and eat blue cheese. Um, I'm not that guy. By the um, way, if all uh, 200 of you who are here right now would hit the like button, that would be amazing. Uh, awesomeness, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get at least 100 likes on the show. We're at 90 right now. We've had almost 2,000 views of the program. So, hold on. Wait. So, we still had that guy. Was it Ryan, I think? It mm -hmm. was earlier in the show who said he wasn't going to be a member because he didn't have an Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Bro, like, let's go. Did you make the Instagram account yet? Yeah. Brian Massey says, weed is artery glue. Okay. 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 Uh, Arkansas is no Florida, but it'll do. Right. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite state in the union? Uh, California, probably. Okay. Just from an enjoyment perspective, California. California. I would never live there, though. Matt Webb says, lived in Tampa for years as a kid. When hurricanes came through, we'd all go canoeing and messing around downtown. Dangerous, but loved hurricanes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Jaron Eccles, some of you didn't take a cold shower this morning, and it shows. Hey, exactly. Hey, Jaron, my guy. Ken Williams says, cheese with anything is good. Yes. Matt Ritson says, love Swiss cheese and Australian old crock extra sharp cheddar cheese. Okay, we get it. You're a fanatic. Okay. I like that. I Mr. Like that. Preston says, the wife is from Texas. She can make a killer queso. Yeah. Queso. Homemade hand. queso is bomb, dude. It is. Mike Maples says, uh, well, Snoop had an after party in your studio just a month ago. He did. <laughs> he did. Dang, For real. You ain't wrong, For real. man. Uh, talking with Raphael. Uh, Huberman Lab had a segment about cannabis and its health and harm. Dr. Huberman's amazing. Stud. There you go. Uh, final comment. Matthew Webb says, this blue cheese hate is weak on a nice ribeye, bro. <laughs> bro? No, I am not putting I am not putting blue cheese on a ribeye. Play the music. I'm floating. <laughs> Peace out, MFers. Join the show. Get in on the chat for yes. the weekend. Jazz tonight. NFL playoffs tomorrow and Sunday. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Oh,